And we are coming down in three, two, one. Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler, and I'm joined by Mark Sheen Washable. Nip. Yoshi. The Vasquez Massey. And the Red Baron. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome to a Monday edition of Getting Sports with Drunk. <laughs> Special Monday edition. We're live here from the basement of PPRN Radio Network. Yeah, we're here. Yeah, we're yes we are. We have a special show planned today, the, at least the last two hours. Um, we'll get to that when the time comes. But uh, before all that nonsense, um, let's do quick beer starting lineups. Souls? Oh, batting leadoff is uh, the ever so steady, super duper double sitter. It's always a pitcher. We've never once done batting for, for these. Yeah, it's, it's steady. I didn't say batter. You said leading off. Yeah. You have a leadoff pitcher? Exactly. <laughs> I guess you could. No. It's not recommended, no, but you not... could. Like, your pitcher could bat leadoff. What's that uh, kid from the Angels? Otani? Yeah. I have, from Hoax Brewing here in Connecticut, the Beauty Parade Peach Milkshake IPA. Probably going to hate it. But I'm in. I'm going to give it a shot. All right, well, you enjoy that. Let us know how much you hate it. Uh, from also in Connecticut, I am drinking uh, Naughty Nurse from City Steam. I have Red Dog again. <laughs> Don't sound so depressed about that. I'm not. Not even in the slightest. I'm going to drink probably one of them. From back east, I have the Ice Cream Man. Very excited. Connecticut. Bloomfield, not a milkshake IPA. It's a Citra India Pale Ale. I don't know what to call it, ice cream man. It was just a name. Yeah, but it's not what you think of when you think of ice cream. Yeah, no. I know. <clears throat> uh, toast excellence, machine. I uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch it up. No, no, no. <laughs> Go do Jed. Oh, it's it's gonna be funny. I'm going with a different one. Um. It was a game I attended on Saturday. I went to the Red Sox Orioles game. Chris Davis first hit in fifty four at bats. Had another one today. Yeah, was he was run. on fire on Saturday. <laughs> they couldn't stop him. If I'm him, I campaigned to be traded to Boston. Hit well in that park. I don't see why not. Better than being on the Orioles. <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> it was a bad baseball game. Both teams looked so bad. <laughs> Mass. Um, uh, my toast of excellence is to the entire Tampa Bay Lightning team for coasting in the playoffs and forgetting how to play hockey against a team that has been in playoff mode for a month. What? They suck. They they just coasted into the playoffs. They haven't been fighting to survive for the last month. Oh, that's a bit weird. What you said it all just didn't make sense to my head. Sorry. Like, what are you talking about? They're coasting in the they're coasting the playoffs. You don't watch hockey. Souls. Skip me. <laughs> Everyone took mine. Mine is to uh, the speedy recovery for Ron Darling. Uh, 
Mets former Mets pitcher, Mets commentator, and SNY. I'm a big fan. Is he playing for them anymore? He's injured. Organization played in the eighties. Well, it doesn't matter. He's, so, so now, like the, the curse extends to if you ever put on a Mets uniform, <laughs> you're fucked. Look out! Wait until it extends to fans putting on jerseys. Yeah. I got a hangnail. <laughs> I got one. But speedy recovery to Rondo. Death by Mets fan. <laughs> Souls. Mine is to Jose Altuve for hitting five home runs in six games. You should give me him, by the way. <laughs> I'm ignoring you, Souls. You should do it. Mine's to Alexander Ovechkin uh, beating the ever-loving shit out of Smashville. <laughs> Just he knocking smacked that him guy the pretty out. good. Yeah, beat him, beat him the absolute the fuck up. Pretty good. It was great to watch. I love that. And a group shout-out to Tiger Woods. 11 Coming back. Out. Yeah, I'm hoping for PGA Tour coming back. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> the picture of him with all the money was great. Yeah, but you know EA is going to ruin that game like they ruin everything else. What are you talking about? PGA, PGA Sports was great. Well, no, EA makes good games. You're just going to have to pay for everything. Yeah, you're going to buy it, and then you're, <laughs> you're going to pay $60 for the game and buy it, and then $25. You can't tell me that this year's Madden was better than like Madden 16. I haven't played this year's, but Madden's the same game every the year. The marginal difference between Madden's is, is so <laughs> yeah. minuscule. They're, they're all the same game. You buy the new Madden that's for the updated roster. But that's what I mean. Like they, The game itself is good. It's just EA charges for everything. We as a consumer basis are dumb for finding reasons to bitch about a game that we're paying sixty dollars for a copy and paste of every year. Yes, but we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. I'm not. The show's not any different. NBA isn't any different. I didn't buy Madden this year. You'll buy it eventually. You'll buy it another one. You'll buy another one. You will not never buy Madden. Maybe again. like five years down the line, but I'm done. There's no reason to anymore. We've gotten off topic. What's next? Up- upgraded rosters. Sports related. Upgraded rosters. Yeah. That's what it is. That's, really That's why I get them. You can do fan-updated rosters. It's not the same. They don't have the picture. <laughs> well, plus, and plus, the stats aren't always the same. They, yeah. don't do, they, don't, they do it based off what they think they should be. I mean, you can find those stats online. That's not hard to do. The new game comes out, just update the players. Yeah, but it's, it's not always the same. And it takes way longer. For somebody to do it, you just, just download that roster. Yeah, but then if, if you want to fix it, you got to like, re-download another one. Just not oh working. no! A whole another two seconds of downloading a roster. But then, like the EA Sports server is going to go out on that game, and then you're fucked. Well, and the allure of all of it now is that they've 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 updated this online thing. Madden Ultimate Team. Well, no, the whole thing in general, playing a franchise with a friend from across oh, the town, yeah. from across town. Being You've been able, able to do that for a couple of years. Yeah, but you can't do it with Madden 16 and <coughs> five Madden 19. Oh, that's true. Or being able to do full fantasy leagues in Madden. That'd be hilarious if you could, though. No, but like, but now, but like last year's, you could do full fantasy leagues yeah. in Madden. We did yeah. one at work. Every we had thirty-two people do it. Everyone was a team, and we played the entire season out, and then played playoffs. Can't do that in the old Maddens. The only good thing about the old Maddens is the commentating crew, and it was like actual people, and not these like weird fucks they got doing it now. I like, hate the guys doing it now. Yeah, the runaway from the cop speed thing. That's, we uh, we hated. <laughs> You don't remember that? <laughs> no, I didn't. That's that a was real one thing. of the Madden so things. The guy broke off a big run, and he goes, he's got run away from the cop speed. Yeah. <laughs> it was Gus Johnson when he did it that one year. That's I mean, hilarious. Was it <laughs> Phil Sims who was doing the commentating on the old ones? I don't know about you guys, but I'm all about Jonathan Coachman doing it. Coachman's funny, just because he's so ridiculous. It used to be Jim Nance and Phil Sims, right? No, it was it Phil was, Sims and somebody else. I know it was Jim Nance. And Phil Sims. 
I don't know. It may it, have been. It was Phil Simms for a long time. I would say, I remember Jim Nance. Yeah, Madden from like, like, 09 to like, like, two years ago was Phil Simms and Jim Nance. Well, Collinsworth was in there, wasn't he? I don't think Collinsworth no, ever not did He never did them? He may have did a year, but not, not in the old ones. <laughs> Maybe it's been it Phil Simms since like the Palomalu yeah. Fitzgerald cover. I don't think Chris Collinsworth would have done it before that. Probably not, no. And it's not sports related, but just like, Sorry to like all the people in France. Yeah, real bummer. That's kind of crazy. Nothing, nobody from anybody else, just me and Mark. All right, Mark, thank you for chiming in. I, uh, I, my dad just got home from Paris like two weeks ago. So I texted him. It was him! Well, so I texted him and I said, Well, it's a good thing you went and saw it. He's like, Oh, yeah, my bad. I left a lit cigarette in there. Hmm. They have a lot of candles lit in there at all times. I'm not really surprised. It's only a matter of time before like the, the only, Jewish one down the, the street. The only thing that's up. annoying is I see a flood of like Quasimodo memes coming soon, like <laughs> the next week. It's gonna be They're so started. annoying. Yeah, there's like 45 of them on my Instagram feed. Yeah, that's gonna be annoying. Of the last hundred photos I looked at on my Instagram feed, I would say 40 of them have to do with the the fire. 50 of them have to do with Game of Thrones, and 10 of them have to do with people who don't watch Game of Thrones. <laughs> Just watch it. King of the North. All right. I'm not going to watch it. Yeah, I'll... Why not? I don't like it. I watched the first episode, and I hated it. Teach their own. Now we're off topic. And there's a lot, of, like, a lot of arguments people always try to combat me with. It. Like, well, it takes a little while to get into it. If I have to watch eight, ep- eight hour-long episodes to get invested into something, it's not for me. Yeah. yeah, you should be able to get hooked in the first couple episodes. I watched the first episode of The Office. Fucking hilarious. I did. I watched so. the next like 187 of them. <laughs> I watched the first episode of Sons of Anarchy. Wanted to see more. I watched the first episode of Friends. It was good. It was good. Friends it's not for me. Show. It's just not for me. That's fair. It's just not for me. Not Brooklyn Nine Nine, no. Yeah, very funny. That show's funny. Nine yeah. Nine. I love Brooklyn Nine Nine. Nine Nine. Getting shows with <laughs> souls. Yeah, you had a new nickname for tonight, and you already abandoned it. You always think of a good nickname on a Sunday, and then you don't use it on Monday. Coach <laughs> Souls, forgot about it. Coach Souls. Hmm. You guys, you guys hear about the monorail? That's, that's not a twist. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on. Oh, toast, toast, crack your beers if you guys want. I already cracked mine. I was waiting. That's that milkshake for you. <laughs> it's frothy. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, um, I followed this new page on Instagram. What's it called? So I followed this page called, I followed this one page called NFL Fun Facts, but the, the NFL Fun Facts page recently came up with Sports Fun Facts. Okay. And they have 15 posts. I'm just going to read off these 15 because I thought they were interesting, and then I'll just kind of like do this from time to time. Some of these are pretty, like already pretty well known, but I'm just... So, like, the first one they posted, I think most people know this, Tim Duncan only became an NBA player because a hurricane destroyed the swimming pool on his home island of St. Croix, so he gave up swimming to play basketball. Uh, this one I thought was pretty cool. Barry Bonds' uh, on-base percentage would have been .608 in 2004 if he had never swung the bat. <laughs> wow. Mark, what do you think about that one? Say it again, I'm sorry. Barry Bonds' on-base percentage in 2004 would have been .608 even if he never swung. That's cool. Uh, if a team's two goalies are injured during a game, the rules state that anybody can play the position, including a fan, concession worker, or janitor, as long as they're inside the arena. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Dennis Rodman didn't play basketball until after high school. 
In his very first at bat as a 28-year-old rookie pitcher, Hall of Famer Hoyt uh, Wilhelm hit a home run. His career lasted 22 more years and 493 plate appearances. Never hit another home run. <laughs> wow. In 1993, Chris Draper was traded to the Detroit Red Wings for one dollar. There was an NFL player that was traded for equipment during the middle of the game. Well, he was a trade. He was traded for a dollar because back in the 90s in hockey, you couldn't. If somebody cut, if a team cut a player, they had to clear waiver. They, uh, they had to clear a month's worth of waivers before a team could sign him and use him. So the Red Wings wanted him immediately, so they traded a dollar. Nice. Um. Baltimore Orioles shortstop Cal Ripken Jr. didn't miss a game in 16 years. Holy shit, is that true? Yeah, and he the game, like, he came out, he wasn't even hurt. He just, like, didn't play. Pittsburgh used to have a real-life penguin mascot. (laughs) Uh, Manute Bull killed a lion with a spear when he was 15 in Africa. Nice. When Jimmy Pearsall hit his 100th home run in 1963, he ran the bases in the correct order but facing backwards to celebrate. (laughs) Um, I'm skipping a couple of them. Oh, Walt Bellamy holds the record for most games played in a season with 88 for NBA. Um, and Mark Messier has taken the Stanley Cup to a strip club twice. Nice. <laughs> and then today's shop trivia: How many stitches are on a baseball? Ooh, uh, I've I knew this at 114. one point in my life. Huh. No, I'm going to change my answer. 68. 44. Hmm? 68. 44. Can't change your answer. Why? 72. 88. Really jumping out at me. So do are we agreeing that Massey changed his answer? Oh, I've I never been allowed to change did. my answer. I said it before Souls did. All right, so if, if he can't change his answer, then he's the winner. There's 108. Wow. Ah. That's what I said. <laughs> Mess, good job on them not letting you do it because you would be drinking. So who's the loser? I think Kyle's at 60-something. Going in, yeah. Bourbon. No, oh, no. boy. We have private stock. Kendall, you're it? lucky that Paul got your back today. Where is it? We don't We don't have private that, stock. That's the private stock. <laughs> this is? Yeah. yeah. Our private stock today is not private stock. It is an actually unopened bottle of Jefferson's, uh, from or the Jefferson's Blended Straight Whiskeys line. This is the Chef's Collab Collaboration. What? It's a limited edition. It is a... Mirage of bourbon and rye. I like rye. <laughs> <laughs> 145 proof. Oh, divide that by seven. No, it's 90 proof. Then you divide that by eight. Batch number 12, bottle number 462. Pass it down to Souls. You get the honor of cracking it and breaking the cork. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't, mock will. Just right out of the gate. <laughs> Whoever breaks the cork has to do a 10 second chug. Doesn't have to be today, but it has. God. I will save 10 seconds chug worth of that. <laughs> Ten seconds, you could finish the entire bottle. That's not true. I could not. They couldn't. You couldn't. If you're chugging it. No, because your your body would just reject it. Yeah, if if you don't like the taste of it, your body's not going to let you swallow it, and then you're just going to start waterboarding yourself (laughs) with bourbon. (laughs) That'd be fun. We should try that. It's a waste of like those events that you always wanted to do. Like it's a joke, guys. I actually resealed that with a plastic gun. That's actually just apple juice and graves. So the cork is stuck. Uh, yeah, look. <laughs> I sold that dog of mine. <laughs> sold that dog. Why did you smell it first? I like the faces you make. It was like rye. Someone had a bad day at work because he's ready to drink. <laughs> he goes, it smells like rye. Actually, Paul, the revs was in Burger King like 45 minutes ago. And how'd you do? I don't know. I'm not there. But do you get money? I do. 
If yep. it's an A? Yes, I get lots of money. So it's going to be a V? Probably. Because someone forgot to label the lettuce Monday instead of Sunday? <laughs> See, that happened last time. I don't know how the yeah, he got docked like four points from a perfect rating because someone like someone put the loaves of or the buns out, and they put like Tuesday buns out instead of like Wednesday buns because it was Wednesday. So they got docked like eight points for it. Yeah, <laughs> it's a critical. So it's everything in that fucking store. All right, <laughs> what else you got right there? Whatever you want to talk about, Mass. Uh, can we talk about uh, Wilson? Correct. The athletic equipment. Yes. Company. Uh, they make some pretty terrible stuff. <laughs> I, I owned a tennis racket once. I never played tennis, nor had an interest in it, but I owned one. That's a real Lincoln Reed thing to say. Yep. Uh, so, Russell Wilson. What about him? So, as of what time is it right now? It is currently 8.28. Eastern Standard Time. Eastern Standard Time. He has 15, not signed a deal with the Seahawks, and at midnight, that's the end of his imaginary deadline for the Seahawks. So there's a dead, a ru- it's just a deadline to talk about extensions this offseason. No. no. He said if there's no deal, he's not re-signing with them. And at he, all. He's looking to get traded now. Okay. They're not going to trade him. Th- this is this is okay. This is how I'm going to lead up this discussion. N- they're not trading him. No, no, no. That's... What what team well, I'm just saying is he has no leverage in this situation. It's just bell all over again. Okay, you're not going to resign. Fine. We're going to tag you. Don't sign it. Don't oh, play. Yeah. I mean, he You're they, not going to you can't trade play Russell Wilson. He's a franchise player. He's an arguable top five quarterback in the league. What do you, like the Giants? I heard that about today. Yeah. There's, there's, okay, what do the Giants have to give up to get Russell nothing. Wilson? Seventeen. They'd they have nothing. to get. They'd have to give up seventeen. No, they'd have to give up both first yeah. round picks. Uh, they'd have to give up seventeen, six, thirty four. And they would have to give up. If if I'm the Seahawks, I want both first round picks yep. this year. I want their third round pick this year. I want their first round pick next year. I want their third round pick next year, and I want their third and fourth round pick the year after that. It, talking about a franchise quarterback, franchise quarterback. When was when's the last time I was going to say three first and two seconds? Franchise seconds. quarterback come out of a draft. When was the last sure thing we saw? Last Andrew sure Luck, two thousand twelve, yeah. seven years ago. Yeah, we're talking seven years since we've seen the prodigy that actually panned out to be what's worth it. Yeah, I mean, sure, Mahomes might be that, but you can't say it now. Sure, Trubisky might be able to do that. Maybe Baker does it. Maybe Allen or Darnold, whatever. But it, it's one of those things. I think it's going to come down to. I don't think they trade him either. No, but it'll come down to if the Seahawks decide they don't want to pay him and and start a rebuild type deal. So one of the things that I saw today was that he was trying to do what the rumor was Rodgers was trying to do last year and asking for a percentage of the salary yeah. cap. No team is going to do that. No team was given fully guaranteed contracts till Russell Wilson, too. Well, no, Kirk Cousins got a fully yeah. guaranteed But contract. his Wilson's last contract with the Seahawks was guaranteed. It wasn't fully guaranteed. Kirk Cousins was the first quarterback to get that, was the first player to get that. Really? Yeah. And he's whack, yo. <laughs> Thanks for always in. Russell Wilson thinks he has a leg to stand on in the organization because he took a team friendly deal when his rookie deal was up because he knew that he wasn't the focal point of the team at that point in time. He wasn't going to be the guy that got all the money on the team at that point in time. Not with Wagner and Chancellor and Thomas and Sherman. There was a Legion of Boom yeah. in its prime. Yep. The team won games in a Super Bowl because of defense. But the thing that I find interesting about the Seahawks is they're going to pay him that much money, and they're not going to cater their offense to him. 
Schottenheimer's offense, I'm sorry, is not a offense that's built for Russell Wilson. You saw it happen in like five games last year where he called a timeout because he's like, that play is whack, yo, to quote Souls. Someone gets it. Well, it was good enough to get him to the playoffs. Yeah, it was good enough to get him to the playoffs. But he got them there in spite of Schottenheimer and everything else. It was good enough. It doesn't matter. It's a team game. If, but that, that's if, my if, point. If their offense was so bad, they just wouldn't have made it. It's not the that their offense is bad. Their offense is not built to cater to him. Not yet. It's got to get there. The, the last year was the first year that we actually saw this team kind of like everyone went. Everyone went into the season writing the Seahawks off. I did. Nobody I had the Seahawks be. going to the playoffs last year. No. Nobody did. And then they turn around and they show that this is what we have, and things worked out with certain players. And now they'll they'll continue to cater to that. They're at a position right now where their offense and their defense are kind of on par with each other, and they can take eight picks. You know, I know they have four, but whatever. But they can take eight picks and put four defensively and four offensively and build it together. They don't need to. They don't need to do like what the Raiders are doing, and go, you know. 80% defense in a draft. <laughs> That's right. I, I think it's going to come down to what the front office decides how they want to run the team. Not run it, but what direction they want to take it in. If they decide that we're going to rebuild and amass picks, then the Giants will trade every pick in this draft to get Russell Wilson. Um, I don't understand why a team wouldn't want to do a percentage deal. Because depending on what the percentage you give them is, that can tamper you. you teams... Sign players now, assuming that the salary cap is going to go up, and you'll have more money to spend. Yeah. It's going to go up, but oh, that, but that's the thing. Go so when it goes up, you you're not getting that extra money to spend. You have that. You're already over. committing. I understand it. that, but but you're also not paying him anymore. There's no there. There's no conversations of, I want more money. There's no Antonio Brown situation. If he's making if thirty million dollars is twenty percent of the cap. And next year it goes up to $37 million is 20% of the cap. Now he's getting $7 more million. But, now there's no leg to stand on for I want more money. But teams bank on that to be able to move around, wiggle room and stuff like that. That's what teams are doing when they sign Sarge to I understand, massive I understand years. that, but I also don't buy into it because any NFL GM and head coach can find cap room. The Bears went into this offseason with $18 million worth of cap room, and they're, they're walking out of the offseason with $21 million worth of cap room. And they signed players. Yeah. You can find money. Everybody can find money. Teams, big market teams, Seattle's a big market team now because of all the, t- the yeah. winning that they did. Teams like the Giants, the Jets, the New England Patriots, the Pittsburgh Steelers, Chicago Bears, Miami Dolphins, LA teams, all those teams, they have unlimited amounts of currency in their pocket. Oakland doesn't have that. That's where Oakland got in trouble this yeah. year. They didn't have the cash to give out for signing bonuses. They had all the cap, but none of the cash. L.A. Chargers, L.A. Rams, Bears, Giants, Steelers, they all have unlimited pockets. Yeah. Here's signing bonuses. Yep. Take it all. That still counts against the cap, though. No, it doesn't. Signing bonuses? No, no they don't. That's they why don't. when they that's restructure, when they restructure, it that's always team gets ca- changed. That's the owner the basically saying, here's my money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm rich enough as it is. Take this to stay. But th- that's why when you see like when Mac restructured, a lot of it got changed over into signing bonuses and whatever. You you look at um who was it that said it last year? Um, it was which receiver said it? Is there a limit on? Oh, it was DeAndre Hopkins. DeAndre Hopkins said that he would take he would have no problem taking a ten million dollar a year contract where a where a thousand of it is contract and the rest of it signing bonuses. That's what I mean. Like, 
I don't there's, understand. There's no limit to it. It's, it's how much money you have. No, no, no. What I mean is, is there, is there a cap on what you give out as bonuses? Because then why, why wouldn't every contract be that way? Because not because all. Because then you're GMs giving out your money. But what I mean is, when you have your your big time franchise guy, when they reach, like, why wouldn't you have a higher signer signing bonus? Let's talk about Oakland again. Well, no, be, because it takes away. You guys talked about it with the wiggle room for the cap increase. It takes away your wiggle room for negotiations. Your big name guys are the guys you go to first for re- renegotiating. You're not going to your third string running back and asking yeah, him to renegotiate. True. You're going to the guy making twenty five million dollars yeah. this year, and you're saying, "Hey, let's bump that down to twenty one, and I'll give you four million in, ca- yeah. in, in cash." And that's where the wiggle room comes from. In it, I got you. I got you. Cause and and it all comes from like the big market teams can afford to do it more because it comes from concessions, jersey sales, gift shops, you know, personal parking. Wealth. Yeah, exactly. In personal wealth. That's, that's why we have owners. That's why the AAF didn't didn't succeed. They didn't have owners dumping money into these teams. That these owners will dump you look at someone like Arthur Blank, you look at like Arthur Blank will dump an unlimited amount of money into the into the Falcons. Yeah. An unlimited amount of money. Cronky will dump whatever he has. I mean to. You, certain teams won't do that, and that's why you don't see big name free agent signings and a lot of big contract restructurings. And that's the Bears, the Packers, and the Steelers and the Cowboys. Because those are all a lot more like old fashioned teams that are like, we're going to do this from within all of our winning in the past came from when we did it ourselves. Yeah. And we just saw the bears do it. We we saw the bears do it. Now we saw the Packers do it. I think the Steelers are going to be gearing up to do it in the future. You got to Every once in a while, you got to do one big free agency splash. You can't afford to go from within all the time. It it doesn't, you got to get some other people in there. Yeah. To help mentor those young guys. Cause they draft like the Steelers. for example. If they draft a young wide receiver right now, no matter how good he is, who's mentoring him? Juju. I mean, I'm not shitting on Juju. I'm just saying, like Juju still needs mentoring himself. Yeah, he's only he's like Juju's what, 20, still learning a lot. 19, or 21 in both life and. I mean, does he even have his license yet? Yeah, he got it. Oh, he did get it. He got it. Don't even say it, Mark. I didn't say anything. I saw your fucking face. I was I was gonna make a joke about him riding a bike to practice, but who cares? That was it's a, awesome. I, I thought it was awesome. It's the second most awesome getting to practice situation ever. What's the first? Giannis. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. The what? Giannis in his rookie year, he sent so much money over to his family in Greece that he didn't have enough money to get to a game, so he ran. And then some (laughs) people going to the game recognized him. was like, do you want to ride? And it's like, and the cat was like, can you imagine seeing him on the street and just being like, you want to get my car? (laughs) You're, you're like seven foot eight. Climb in. Hop in the trunk. Hop in the trunk. But the Russell Wilson, it's just, it's the NFL generating news. So there's something to talk about before the draft. It's just, it's dumb. Well, that's the thing. We're going to hear all about it come draft day. You know, when the Seahawks have to pick, like, oh, Russell Wilson, blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's going to be annoying. If the Seahawks, if the Seahawks want to undersell and stock up on picks because that's what their goal is to do in this draft anyway, then maybe. There's a lot more that they could do. They could trade Frank Clark before they trade Russell Wilson. <laughs> It'd be interesting if you know, we sort of seen, I'm going to say, we've seen issues like this coming up now. I wonder if teams are ever just going to give in right away. Just like, all right, I don't want to do this. Just, is, like, there's know. all this news about him going to the like the Giants having interest and whatever, and it's all smokescreen news because none of it's coming, coming from yeah. actual sources. But even if you were to go to the Giants, I don't see that trade happening because well, the Seahawks are going to want both picks this year. Yeah. And the Giants can't afford to give both picks this no. year. They need too much help on defense. 
They, I agree. They need one of those impact defensive players. And Russell Wilson for the 17th pick, I don't care what else you throw on the package, it's not worth it. Like I said, the only, the only way I can Ricky think Williams. is if they say, you know what, let's avoid the whole franchise tag headache, and they they take whatever the best package is. I, it, it's going to have you know first-rounders and whatnot. I, mean, I don't I think that, it but happens. I don't think, but, but that's not, that won't be anything that happens until next draft. He oh, still has I, a year to I play. Agree. Yeah. And he's not going to sit out. No. no he already he said won't. he wouldn't sit out. No, but I'm saying like, if they Even if it came to him, he's, he's not that he's guy. He's not going to not play. No. He's not that guy. He's not going to not play because he's got to know by now he's not good enough to play in the MLP. <laughs> I mean, that hey, he's, he's had a couple of good springs. No, he hasn't. Couple of good, <laughs> no, he hasn't. A couple of good at-bats in the spring. No, he hasn't. He had two with the Yankees last year. He struck out both times. <laughs> That's pretty good. Just like Tim Tebow. Got blown away. I forgot who he faced, though. Kershaw. Kershaw. Yeah. Oh, well, that's not fair. Well, it's Why his not? fault. <laughs> Why is it not fair? MLB you want to play in the MLB, players. you got to be able to hit off MLB pitchers. You can't keep hitting off scrubs. Did he even ground out? No, he struck out every time. Looking? Uh, I don't think so. Swinging early on a curveball? Cal, you hitting Kershaw? No. <laughs> I'm not hitting anybody. I think, I think in 50 pitches I could nick it. One time. Think so? I stand by. I could hold a 100 batting average. <laughs> It's like figure bench warmers. See that? I stand by it. it. How many at bats we talking? You're out. You're Give me like thirty at bats. I can oh. get three hits in thirty at bats. I don't think oh. so. Off an MLB pitcher? I think so. So you think you get three hits off Chris Sale? But here's the thing: no fielders. I I don't need I don't need like ground. I, I think I'm making contact. Three oh, times. so you don't have a hundred batting average? You're just gonna make contact a hundred. Like I know I contradicted. I think I could get three hits out of thirty. Just you think you can make three contacts? Here's my guess. The first one you hit, you make solid contact and break your hands. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I've, I've hit 90-mile-an-hour pitches and stuff before. How does your hands hurt? It doesn't if you hit it off the barrel. I mean, if it jams you, it's going to hurt. The, in the handle, it's going to hurt. Oh, yeah. Off the end, going to hurt. All right, so let's make a contest then. So you, you're, are you confident in that, that you could do three? I, I think I could go three for 30. All right, so would you be willing you can pick whatever ace pitcher you want to go against? How are we going to set this up? No, 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 not for real. Oh, I'm saying like <laughs> we'll pick, tweet at you them. You pick any ace pitcher going up against. They're going to throw you 50 pitches. If for if you get five hits or more, you're good. For every hit you don't get under five, so you only get two. You have to let him throw three pitches at you. Oh, and no. you can't move. No way. You can wear a mouth guard, shin guard, <laughs> but he he's he's going for it. You can wear the helmet, the whole nine yards. Can you turn around, and let him hit you in the back? That's like the worst. Yeah, you want to hit you in the arm. I'd rather get hit you, in the arm. You want arm or ass. Yeah. I don't want to get hit in the back. I've gotten hit Would in the back. Would you rather get hit sucks. in the chest or the back? Neither of them. It's the same well, thing. Well, if you get hit in the chest, you're just terrible at what you're doing at batting. <laughs> it's the same thing. If you well, get no. hit in the chest, that means you swung so early that you're no, facing no, 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 forward no, 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 no. and then getting no, hit. No, no, no. You said he's throwing at you. Would you rather him throw no, at you? He's throwing front? at you in the box like you're oh, batting. Right. We're not happy yeah, Gilmore in the batting cage here. jackassing this shit. I think I'd go three for 30. I mean, we could kind of set Which it up. Which is a terrible stat line. <laughs> if we could set up with the New Britain Bees, would you do it? I mean, I, I would try it. I bet you that's something that's kind of somewhat attainable. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of an. Active I know Twitter. a couple of people that are actually uh, that work at the stadium. All right, well, master, you, you set it up for us. We'll, right. we'll each go. <laughs> we all know we all who's take thirty at bats. <laughs> know who's oh no, who's no, not. no! <laughs> I know so a guy. Ma- so many at bats. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can you give away like a <laughs> half a day? <laughs> Ten games worth. Souls, I'll tell you what. You could be the catcher. No. 
No, I'm afraid. I've been afraid since I was a kid. To catch? Yeah. I couldn't do it either. I played catcher when I played Little League. Anytime, I could, I, anytime I always, somebody swings a bat, dude, I flinch like right. I'm like, I always oh, try. So it's not the ball coming at you. It's the bat? It's yeah, the bat. It's bat. Okay. I, I can catch a bullpen. I'm wearing the face mask. I'm still afraid of getting hit in the face with a foul <laughs> ball. Can't do it. Like, I, I tried. I was good at all the drills. I was. I had a good like pop time. Couldn't do it. As soon as there was a batter in there, nope. <laughs> well, you know what's funny? Cause, I mean, uh, catching in, in softball, I never really noticed the bat, so that means it's going to be well, very different. dangerous for me. Very different. Well, I understand that you know the, the bat speed is different, but no, uh, the pitch speed is different. <sighs> Kyle, we're, we're talking one and the same here. So how's Kendall, that? How's that beer? I'll save it for the review. Right. So, Kendall. I'm telling you what, you can catch. All right. You get a glove as big as my laptop screen. <laughs> oh, my God. Seems kind of cumbersome, actually. <laughs> hey, here's a 22-inch glove. <laughs> Just you, tape it to you your get stomach. This, you get this glove. You have to sacrifice one piece of safety equipment for it. Yeah. Come. Left shin. Left shin is not protective. I'll go barefoot. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. What would happen if that hit your foot? Break. I don't think your cleat is offering much protection. Right, it's offering more protection than a bare foot, but not really. Actually, can I alter it? I'll wear like a plastic bag. Where on my feet, <laughs> like sandwich bags? Because like, you're never barefoot. Right. I, I couldn't do that, but sandwich bags are fine. <laughs> or like like a gallon bag Ziploc. Uh, I'm no. just taking the pictures. <laughs> not even gonna bother trying to swing the bat. <laughs> Point. Does bunting hey, I tell you walk. what, Paul, last time you did that, you got four walks and two rubies. So, there's a method to the madness. Yeah, and if they hit me, it's a walk, so I win. Depends where you get hit. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, if you get hit, like, in your knuckles, that's not going to feel good. No, but it's still a walk. <laughs> You're a team player, walk to walk. Right, Fuck souls? Man. Fuck getting hit on the hands. Oh, yeah. I'll take it right in the dick. No cup. Down for the count. Mm, That's happened to Gary Sanchez a few times. He's had a few foul tips catch him right in the beanbag. But he's wearing a cup. I don't know if he is. I don't know if it matters. Some catchers don't. Which is unbelievable. That flexibility in uh, the crotch region. (laughs) Oh my god, I can't even... That would be the most terrifying thing for me. Yeah, I couldn't do it. That could kill you, those rupture. I don't know. Kendall, Kendall doesn't even want to think about it. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> All right, what else we got? Uh, so NHL playoffs are underway. Yep. First round is Penguins are ass. Yeah. So as of right now, we got the Bruins and the Leafs playing Game Three. Uh, the Leafs are up three two at the end of the second series, is tied one one a pop. Uh, Washington and the Canes are playing Game Three. Washington's two. Two up on the Hurricanes, but they got a three nothing lead. And then we got later tonight, Predator Stars. That's tied to the game of peace. Flames av- Avalanche. That's tied to the game of peace. And then, uh, yeah, the Islanders and the Blue Jackets both have three zero leads on the uh, Penguins and the, the Lightning. Shockers, thus far. St. Louis has a two uh, one lead on the Jets, and Golden Knights <coughs> have a two one lead on the Sharks. Yep. So the whole Western Conference or the whole East whole. Fucking Sunday schedule backwards. So the teams we thought were going to do very good in the playoffs. Well, no, I, I never this, thought. I never once thought that the Penguins were going to do 
very good in the playoffs. I just thought they could beat the Islanders. Just you thought play. that the Lightning and Sharks would be pretty good, though, yeah? I mean, that's what the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you think the Sharks are good, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> that did kind of uh, hit the ear kind of funny. <laughs> well, anyway, we got a little bit of Canadian here, yeah? I mean, I thought, the Lightnings would, I thought the Lightning would at least make it two rounds. I'm not, I didn't think they were going to make the Stanley Cup. I think the window's closed. To be fair, I do. Okay. So Kyle, are you sad about the, the Gwens, man? Not really. You don't care about hockey? No, I just, I kind of thought it was going to happen. Uh, I'm sure you did. He cared yeah. that one time when we were in Pittsburgh, you know, during the time of the, the finals. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a big Sid Crosby fan then. Oh, for the Pirates game? He yeah. watched it on TV. Yep. And then we ended up watching Roadhouse after. Yep. <laughs> Good movie. Hmm. I like that movie a lot. Hotel Cable for the win. <laughs> don't do the hotel. No. What? I was singing a song. Yeah? Sorry. What, yeah? Sorry, yeah? Oh, yeah. So, know, it's just interesting. I mean, there's not really a lot of analysis to provide at this moment in time other than two key suspensions, one for the Maple Leafs and one for the Lightning. Yeah, I can't believe Kadri got suspended. Is it Kadri? Did I say his name right? Which, which team are we talking about? The Leafs. What do you mean you can't believe he got suspended? This is like his ninth time committing this. this like <laughs> at, he, he should be, He should have been suspended like eight games. He's gone for at least the first round. Yes, they already announced that. He probably will be gone longer. Kucherov should have been suspended way more than a game. He hit a guy from behind. He led with his shoulder into the guy's head, who was defenseless, and put his head into the boards. Yikes. That's not good. That's like It's basically like going up to the court. It's like being a defensive end and going up to the quarterback, hitting him with a decongester, then putting him in a sleeper hold, and then hitting him with a snapmare suplex, and then going like, what the f- it's a sack. Like, what do you want? It's just a sack. <laughs> like a, <laughs> a decongestor in the NFL. <laughs> Through the helmet. <laughs> Hit him with the eyes. <laughs> what are you saying, Solis? Nothing. He beat me to it. Oh. I say, if we could zoom in on Kyle, I'll, I'll demonstrate. <laughs> yeah, here. Go ahead. Kyle, speaking of other sports, uh, Sixers. Suck. <laughs> They're playing tonight, right? Yeah. They losing? Bobot has had eight points in the first quarter. Are they losing? We'll find out right now. What do you mean you find out right now? You don't have it up on GameCast? He's watching the Phillies GameCast. Yeah, I don't care. Oh, okay. They're losing five. You know, week three of MLB season, (laughs) NBA playoffs. Priorities. Sixers are up seven with nine minutes in the second quarter. Kyle's only a fan of the Steelers, the Phillies, and the Penguins when, or the, the Sixers and the Penguins when the Phillies aren't playing. Yeah. Four minutes if the Steelers played. made the Super Bowl and the Phillies had an exhibition game on, he wouldn't watch the Steelers in the Super Bowl. <laughs> so They're playing in Japan. Four minutes and 48 seconds, <laughs> Boban Mojarnovic has 10 points and three boards. Five for five shooting. You know, and then the Clippers-Warriors play later. So poor, He's the poor, poor Clips. Because here's what like, like, tonight, it's a nice Monday night. We have two games on in the NBA Finals. There are four on in hockey. So I have a I have a question for you. Oh please, by all means. So because you mentioned the the Warriors Clippers, a lot of upsets early on. Um, the other night when when Durant and Beverly both got tossed out, I mean to me that hurts the Clippers way more than it hurts the Warriors, right? Yeah. So I mean, is anyone like kind of hey, don't do that, <laughs> like don't get thrown out of games? I think it was towards the end of the game, anyways. But even still, I mean. I mean no, at that point it was over. But Patrick, it's the type of person that Patrick Beverly is. Patrick Be- Patrick Beverly is one of those Chicago players 
So he's going to be nitty gritty. He's going to be. He's going to get in your face. He's going to aggravate you. And, and he like it's just how he is. I mean, he's not going to back down from from. He's not. You know, that's not. And it's just not how you think in the heat of the moment. No, I I, I get that. It's just it's. I mean, I think a normal person watching like the the uh, Reds Pirates was like, oh man, I'd never fight an entire team. But in the heat of the moment, <laughs> here comes Puig. Here comes Puig. <laughs> I mean, it's just how it goes. I mean. Yeah, no, it hurts the team more. I mean, I, I saw a funny thing today about Draymond Green because he's like the uh, all-time both regular season and postseason winning percentage for a player, like 74.8%. And everyone in the comments is just like, must be really hard to win when all you have to do is stand at the top of the key and pass to the two greatest shooters of all time <laughs> and a top five score. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's true. True that, yeah. <laughs> Imagine if he got traded. Like, imagine like he like had to sign with like the Magic. That would dip from seventy four to fifty real quick. Yeah, real quick because they would they just wouldn't win a game. I don't know if that's true. They might win a couple. Sixers still hold the worst record all time, right? They're up there probably. No, Boys. the Bobcats do. Yeah, but you guys, I think are I think you have two in the top five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a few rough seasons. There's been a lot of rough seasons, especially <laughs> no. recently. Pretty much like. From AI leaving until last year. No, they had a good time when uh, AI just left and they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm. So we'll, call, we'll call it, we'll call what, 2006? Yeah. To last year? Seven. Around then. Fair. Yeah, played the Celtics seven games in the finals. Lost. They would have got swept anyway if they played in the West. True. Played in the West, they probably wouldn't have made it. Well, they might have made it as like an eight seed. Maybe. That's what they do. You know what I'm saying, yeah? No. What do you think about uh, um, Luke Walton, King's head coach now? I think it's a good fit. I do too. I don't think, I don't think anybody's a good fit for the Lakers now. I also think that. Ty, Ty, Ty's coming. Ty's coming because they need to have some sort of face that's just going to let LeBron <laughs> shove up his ass. Exactly. But Luke Walton's a good do coach. That. He just was in a bad scenario. Luke Walton was doing everything he could to help build this young team, and and then, the wrench got thrown. Well, no. Then you bring it up. You bring in a player that's the same age as him. Same that, draft. Yeah. Good for you for knowing that. Read that fun fact one time on Instagram. College did you go? Kyle, shut up. <laughs> Who's his dad? <laughs> Bill Walton. Incorrect. <laughs> that's not true. His dad's real name is actually George Walton. It's kind of close. How? I don't know. Common name. Nah, Bill's his dad. That'd be funny if it was. Anybody have anything to chime in with at all? Any sports now? You covered about everything. All right. <laughs> cool. I guess we'll go to break then. We'll come back a little earlier since we got a lot yeah. to cover. Tiger Woods, though. Good goat. for him. He's a goat. That was I a watched win. the Masters. I watched, I watched Sundays. Totally worth it. That poor, that poor Italian guy. Molinari. He was in the lead like the whole time. Went double bogey on back-to-back holes. That sucks. He spent the rest of the tournament looking like he cried. Good. He was in Tiger's group too. Like so. the second double bogey, Tiger Tiger was just like, man, let's fucking go eagle on this one. <laughs> this we week. in it. Made it. He made it interesting at the end though because he, he missed a putt at the end. He had mm-hmm. to finish with a bogey. A bogey won it. If he finished with a double bogey, it would have been tied. And he got the bogey. <laughs> he made sure to keep everyone... But I'm a big fan of the money. So, but yeah, we'll, we'll hit break. We'll come back soon. Uh, we got a big show coming up. Kyle will introduce it, and uh, we'll be back in 
95 seconds. Wow. All right. And now, back to getting sports with Drunk on the PPRN Radio Network. Welcome back to Getting Sports with Drunk. I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm joined by fucktards, all of them. We here. And... Oh, don't say that. We here. We here. Yeah, we here. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do, Souls? Yarp. Yarp? <laughs> what the hell is Yarp? That's a Hot Fuzz reference. He's never seen Hot Fuzz. Yarp. He just wanted to say yerp, but no one asked what the monorail is. He said yarp. Narp. Narp. So, Souls, introduce it. So, today. On Getting Sports with Drunk. I was getting to it, guy. I was rubbing his head. Wait for the build up. Today. Today, we're going to do On Getting Sports with Drunk. On GSWD, okay, is our <laughs> mock draft. Happy mock draft no. Monday. All right, so I guess I'll just. You suck, Kyle. You know what? Fuck all of you. What I didn't say anything. Thing? You've thought it. Uh, yes. So, everyone's doing... I don't know if the Red Baron's doing one. I, I think he should, but he's, like, refusing to do it. No, I'm gonna but, do one. No, you said you weren't gonna do one. Don't lie to the when listeners. When did I say that? Yesterday. Last week when I asked you if you were gonna do one, you were then probably not gonna do one. But then you said we should all do it. I was like, okay. Hmm. I gave in. Make sure you color, Kendall. I think Blue. he has made up conversations in his head. Like, I think that, like, Rebecca just starts talking on the car ride home, <laughs> and Kendall's just like, all right, so let's look at something else. And he's like, how could I have finished that conversation at the studio differently? And then and then he's like, now everybody knows, because I did this in my head. That's my happy place. <laughs> anyway, so everyone is submitting an actual mock draft. I lied. It needs to be submitted by next week, because I thought the draft was this week. So we have until <laughs> next week to do it. Soul's already submitted his, but he'll, he'll with, withdraw his submission and resubmit at least once. <laughs> He has to do that because of I, I've seen his mock draft and there are some fucking misses there. Hey, Ooh, guy, Mass calling you out. Sent it to Mass? No, I let him look uh, at it. Yeah, he showed it to me. You admitted yourself. You forgot two people. I forgot. That doesn't mean it sucks. You check. I didn't say it sucks. I How said you this? had misses. Suck my left nut. Bring it over. So, so the show. Don't, yeah, don't forget. Everybody has to submit one mock draft. One. So are we doing two rounds or one? Because Kyle did two. I'd Souls like to do one. Doing two. A minimum. I'm trying to do one. Well, okay. If you guys do two, none of those go towards your point totals. That's fine. Yeah, but fuck we'll the just third do round. It, we'll just do it between the two of us then. Okay. Well, you both have to take shots for not inviting everybody else to do All it. All right. Fine. I'll do mine now. All right. Um, <laughs> Sold his idea. Everyone so. has to submit a, a mock draft, and then everyone has to submit a mock draft uh, if Kyler Murray doesn't go first, because if he doesn't, like that just kind of fucks everything up. Yeah. But um, yeah. So, but today we're gonna do a. Live mock draft between Machine Washable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coach Souls. Yarp. And the match, Chris Massey. Yeah. Uh, I believe two of them have 12 teams and one has 11, some shit like that. I don't know how the math works out. Or 11 and 10. I don't know. Something. But they all, they each have a bunch of teams. The, the picking is. I have eight teams. <laughs> no, you should have. You have more than eight. Well, yeah, two, two of my teams have two Multiple picks. picks. Yeah, but you, so you have still 10 picks. picks. Yeah. So ten picks, okay. Um, everybody, everybody has a team. Everybody has their favorite team. So Mass has the the Rams, Mock has the Patriots, and Kyle has the, the Ravens. Ravens, yep. Yeah, uh, F yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we're just gonna do it, and then I, you know, Red Baron and I will just uh, provide some some insight. Baron, did you do your homework? I have a lot of info up right here. <laughs> All right. Height and weight, very important. Why, why don't you show the listeners what you're looking at? 
I'm on NFL.com. All right. Feels like an oxymoron. Show the listeners. <laughs> you writing it down? Tell the deaf person what's going on. <laughs> Souls, you took a sign language class. A, B, C, yeah. He was good at the alphabet. <laughs> so oh, I D. He was good D. <laughs> no, I could do all, all of it, but I'm not doing it. All right. Who, who has the Cardinals? I do. All right. No, no, no. No, no, no. Well, did, did you get like the, the noises? And I stuff? can pull that up right now if you like. Um, yeah. yeah well, I didn't know he was looking to do that. Yeah. I want. I, t- I told him I want. I want the 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 pick is in noise, and then I want I want boos and cheers. <laughs> we should be able to boo and cheer picks. Are we gonna boo everything that Souls picks? No, we're gonna boo everything you pick. All right, that's fine. Yeah, come on now, Kendall. Just oh, waiting on you. Yeah, we can, you know we can continue talking. About stuff. <laughs> no, like talk a radio about. show. So so let me so let me ask you guys. I'm planning I'm planning to do this live. Just because we won't know where anything falls until it happens, are you planning to see if you can trade up? Yeah, I got a couple of trades in mind. Okay. Yeah, try to do trades. No one answered text. Because your so. trades were whack. Because you you also can't trade ahead of the draft like that. Because you don't know. Well, you can, but you don't know who's going to pick what. What I asked if anyone had any potential trades in mind, and no one answered. I don't have any trades. Well, I'm in not mind letting you do weeks. an unrealistic trade like Baltimore to move up to the three. Sorry. Hey, real quick, is this the one you guys want? Is, there's more than one. This is the one that I I like. Yeah. What, what other one is there? <laughs> well, you, you guys are playing the Sports Center sound. No, 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 I just did it to do it. That's Kyle. He thought he was doing that song. Didn't. <laughs> da 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 da. <laughs> did booze and cheers? I can't, but it's a lot of navigation. I, I can do booze and cheers. So why don't you just focus on navigating, and I'll just focus on the statistical portion of this. How's that sound? And then you can just talk. Well, that's that's just fine. <laughs> All right. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, the 2019 Getting Sports with Drunk mock draft, machine washable draft. Hold on. Are you, are you the are you the commissioner? No, I'm me. Okay. The commissioner is over there in the corner. Boo. Yeah. I don't know why they boom. Do a great job. Cuz let me just share this room. Everyone hates him. <laughs> 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 that, funny. that just sounded like you just like put like mass six times. Nice. Um, and then cheers. You should just do like Norm. Um, <laughs> I was thinking that. <laughs> but um, just play the theme song <laughs> every time. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So um, trades are welcome. You guys do whatever. Uh, so Kendall, do you want to be the commissioner? Or you want me to be the commissioner? Uh, you be the commissioner. All right. So. I'm boo. Sorry. Many of your trades are going through, and all your picks are getting vetoed due to tampering. <laughs> um, what is it? A test is applause. So trades sure. are trades are welcome, but you have to you have to. Okay, sorry. You have to propose them. <laughs> you have to propose them, and I I can decide whether they're fair or not. All right. The 2019 yes. Getting Sports with Drunk Live Machine Washable Draft is here. With the first pick, the Arizona Cardinals are on the clock. We don't have a clock. It's <laughs> <laughs> the best I got. So, whenever you're ready, Mass. I'm just waiting to see if the phone rings. No, we're, 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 no. What, we're, we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, here I got There's you. pretty much going to be no trades. <laughs> I, got, I got you. You ready? <laughs> no. All right, go ahead. All right, perfect. We're saying the pick is in? We are saying that the pick is in. With the number one pick 
in the 2019 Getting Sports with Drunk Boxing Washable Draft. We're not saying that every time. Yeah. The Arizona Cardinals select Kyler Murray. Boo. <laughs> I, I hate this. <laughs> All right. It's crazy here at Radio City Musical. <laughs> we need Boomer. Uh, I mean, pretty predictable. What do you think, Reed? Yeah, I mean, it, it, they got a male this one in pick, you know. Uh, so, according to NFL, he has a 6.25 prospect grade. Uh, That's really <laughs> low. No, no, no stats for any combine drills. Hey, he didn't do anything. Yeah, he just showed up and measured his hands. That was pretty much all he did. But uh, well, I think he got his height measured. <laughs> he did. No, he, he got his height measured at his pro day. Oh, that's he right. Measure, he didn't do it at the combine. No, he didn't measure his weight either. At the, <laughs> no, he measured his weight, but for what? But uh, I mean, he just seems to be very poised. He has, you know, he has. Are you kidding me right now? Facebook. He's very clutch. He has the ability to elevate his play. Um, he, he's great at the R, you know, the RPO, the direction that the NFL is running. Um, he, he's got equal running and passing abilities, but um. No, not really a lot of experience as a full time starter, and he just—I don't know—he doesn't really have like the stats to back up the number one overall pick. He doesn't have the it factor. Well, no, it's not that. It's the it factor, but he's also just like you're banking on him being Russell Wilson. That's really what this is coming down to be. Yeah, you're banking on Kyler Murray being Russell Wilson, and can he do it? The the hand size was a big thing. He measured at having over nine inch hands, but. You know, see what you know that makes a big difference, especially you know Arizona playing in a dome, gonna play a lot of games in a dome. So, but what do you think? Also, to someone who could be at risk of injury. Now, I, I only say that because someone who's not like a, a super built player, kind of like we talked about that that hybrid, you know, run all around. But yeah. the NFL, a lot of big guys that move pretty quick too, and they hit hard. And that's also a team with a pretty terrible offensive line. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. All right. Uh, I I don't have the draft order in front of me. So <laughs> San Fran. That was weird. I didn't like that. You're talking about Mike. I heard that's like weird. number two is San Francisco. <laughs> Wild eating. <laughs> uh, I don't know who has San Francisco, but if you're ready, yeah, the pick is in. All right. <laughs> We're pretty organized <laughs> with the second pick in the uh, 2019 GSWD draft. The San Francisco 49ers select defensive end Nick Bosa out of Ohio State University. <laughs> Red Baron, you just make your own decisions from now on. I don't, want you, <laughs> I don't want you looking at me. But yeah, uh, so Nick Bosa, arguably the best defensive player or best pass rusher coming out of this draft. Uh, could be argued for best defensive player. 6.55 grade, um, ran just under 4.8 in the 40, 29 bench. Uh, 33 on the vertical, 116 on the broad. Um, also equally impressive, three cone and 20 yard. Um, he's he's, he's <laughs> laughing at. I just see Rebecca's computer. It's the funniest picture of Kendall. Yeah. <laughs> Full beard, Kendall. <laughs> but um, he he he's a stud. I mean, he he's got pet. He's got the the, the pass rushing pedigree in his family. Um, he comes out with powerful legs and he. He has the sawed-off frame. Um, he's got very, very hard-to-find strength that eats double teams and nose tackles. Um, 
He, he's able to take on any blocker. He, he's good at getting hands down. Um, really, the, the only weaknesses that I've really found in his game is that he, he, he's stiff in his hips. Um, he's not as fluid in his entire pass rushing motion as his brother Joey is. And his, his counter skills in the run game aren't where they should be. But, I mean, he's a stud in the making. We just got to see if he holds out like Joey. <laughs> but, Red Baron? I have a question. I don't know. Uh, I understand what detrimental a core muscle injury is, but what what really did that in, entail for him? Was it just bruising of of ribs? or I don't, I don't really remember anything you know, about his time in school. I never really heard about him being like Well, the thing is, he got hurt game two of this year, and he had the opportunity to come back, but he, he chose not to. Because he's kind of a self-preservation yeah. type. He, I'm he getting picked number one down. or number two overall. Why am so I bothering? And I guess in a position like that, there's not really going to be that type of rust, I, I guess. Uh, so uh, an, an excellent pick, I feel. And I think that's someone who's going to make it an immediate impact. If he stays uh, healthy. If he says, well, that, you know, we say that. And I, I'm notorious for saying that type of stuff, too. But that, that goes for Anybody anything. can get hurt. Yeah. But he, he's been kind right. of prone to it. It, it is a, a, fair, a fair assessment. All right. The New York Jets are on the clock. Pick is in. You guys are way too quick. We're not going to be able to do trades like that. Oh. There's a lot of booze in this sound. <laughs> um, the Jets, with the number three pick, select edge rusher Josh Allen from Kentucky. Right. I saw a thumbs down for the mass, but... <laughs> It's crazy here at Radio City. <laughs> uh, Josh Allen, what can you say? Guy is an animal. I think like him and Bosa, like neck and neck for best best pass rusher. I think Bosa just edges him out, but that's not to take anything away from Allen. 6'5", 262. He's got a 6.66 draft grade. He was faster in the 40. He put up... He didn't do the vertical, which I'm curious to know as to why. I don't remember why. Um, but 118 on the broad, 28 on the reps. Um, a lot of strengths to like in a player of, of his pedigree. He's got elite size and speed. You know, you kind of compare him to, like, what Miles Garrett was kind of bringing to the table or Jadavion Clowney when they were coming out, those, those like, freak of nature type pass rushers. Um, he, he has all the ability and talents to challenge the top-tier offensive tackles now in the NFL. Um, his first step is insanely quick. He has long lateral slide motions across the, the, the offensive line to get in and out of blocks. Um, he has insane accuracy at fighting hands, and he keeps his speed at top gear when making cuts and turns to get around offensive linemen. The guy is an absolute nightmare for offensive linemen, both seasoned and rookies. Um, the only thing he needs to do a little bit better, he, he's not good at chipping and imposing uh, like a – imposing a threat on tight ends at the point of attack. Um, he is really good at fighting off hands from offensive linemen, but he doesn't use his own hands that well. And his length, it's kind of like he's a reserve. Like he's got extraordinary length and extraordinary skill, but it's not always there. Yeah, The length doesn't show up the way it should be. And he also, when he rushes inside, he tends to kind of 
freelance and, and, and kind of go off script in the play, which usually if you do that, especially at the NFL level, it's going to end up getting you caught and you're going to end up not making a play and you're going to look like a buffoon out there. Right, Baron? Reiterating off the Riddler, uh, very fast, very quick. One thing I'm reading that's pretty interesting, uh, he decided to stay and play his senior year, and uh, many people say that has really actually boosted him to the, the moment he's now. Like He would have been drafted either way, we think, but now playing that extra year, he posted 17 sacks. Uh, I think it really elevated him to what foreseeably could be like a, a top three pick. So uh, he's, he's ready to go. The Oakland Raiders are on the clock. Anything? Are we are we Raider, Raiders? Yes. Is, is the pick in? <laughs> no, it is not. Oh. We are still deciding. We expected somebody else to go last pick. I see. Well, now, I'm I mean, not drafting. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, just, you know, so as predicted, until the pick's in, as predicted so far, we've seen Kyler Murray, Nick Bosa, and Josh Allen. Um, I'm not entirely sure what the Raiders kind of thought was going to happen here. Um, but they, they're on the clock. It's yeah. about to run out. And I don't, I don't think we really want to see the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers jump up. So, you know, I need oh. to know if the pick is in. The pick is in, I guess. I like Matt doing like poker nod over here. Like, hit me. The fourth pick, the Oakland Raiders select Quinnen Williams, <laughs> defensive tackle, Alabama. <laughs> just the boo is just way funnier. Yeah, we're tired of those Alabama guys going left and right. They're just all over the place. Do you have anything to add to Quinn Williams? Mel Kuyper? Uh I do oh, not God, really. Kuyper? Yeah, he <laughs> looks like Mel Kuyper. <laughs> tell me he doesn't. Like Souls, do you understand who I was debating between? Yeah. I'm yeah. glad you didn't go with the other one. So, Quinn Williams, defensive tackle, um, arguably, in my opinion, arguably the best defensive player in this draft. Um, but because he plays inside on the line versus the outside edge rusher, you don't get as much hoopla. To, you know, I mean, yeah. I know that the Aaron Donalds of the world, which is just him, um, like, but as I'm saying, like, yeah, he's a he's a freak of nature, Donald, and, and Williams has that potential. But name me another defensive tackle that does what Aaron Donald does versus yeah. all the edge rushers that get sacks. But he's 6'3", he's 303, he got a 6.7 grade, he ran a 4.8 in the 40-yard dash, very impressive for a defensive lineman. He also got 30 on the vertical and 112 on the broad. Um, one thing I'd be curious to see is what he could do on a bench press. He didn't. He elected not to do that at the Combine. Um, but just like the guys before, just like a lot of guys come after him, a lot of strengths, not as many weaknesses. Um, but he's a, he's a low man winner. He, he's going to out-battle you in the leverage category every time. Um, he sets up quick on blockers, and he has insane hand accuracy. Um, he can adjust very quickly within blocking schemes. He's able to brace very well against impact blockers. He's got great strength and body control as a two-gapper, and he, he just diagnoses well into the play. He he's very has a very high IQ, and he, he's going to fit in real well and be able to diagnose what play should be happening, whether it's coming from the coordinator or the quarterback of the defense, but he's, he's just very efficient and he's always got his knees bent and pads low down to the ground and he's ready to, he's ready to light it up. Um, just a few weaknesses. His physical traits don't stand out as much as they, they, they should from somebody in that position. He's a little short for somebody to be playing in that position. He's a little undersized for somebody to be playing at that position. Um, 
he, he could afford, with that being said, he could afford to put some more weight on. You're going to be going up against bigger blockers, better blockers. You're going to be going up against harder-hitting running backs. You know, being a defensive tackle, your job is to close down those gaps and make sure that nothing's getting through. Adding a few pounds is going to help with that. Um, he doesn't have a very thick chest or broadness of shoulders, which, again, kind of results into that being able to sh- to close out the gap. He's going to be quick quick to get to the gap. He's going to be able to read the gaps. But is he going to be able to stop people in the gap? That's the question. His size is going to be a real issue um, moving forward, at least on tape. Um, and he, he's just not long. He's not a long defensive tackle. So he's not gonna, he's not going to have an easy time controlling guards that aren't shoulder pad to shoulder pad in front of him. I also think he might struggle a little bit his first year. Or we'd have a lot so of are time. you shitting on your own pick right now? So what's happening? <laughs> Boo! Analysis? Teams. <laughs> you can't shit on your own pick. This isn't the Rams. <laughs> this is what he does to his own team. <laughs> These are my teams right now. Yeah. You can't shit on your own team. It doesn't work that way. I'm going to pick this guy. Let me tell you what I hate about him. <laughs> First of all, guy ordered a souffle when we took him out to dinner. Real piece of shit. <laughs> Waited 40 minutes for it. <laughs> the Tampa Bay Bucks are on the clock. The pick is in. Oh. With the fifth pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers select linebacker Devin White out of LSU. I think I'm just going to boo the mass. That's <laughs> <laughs> way to do it. All right, so Devin White. The first linebacker taken. It's crazy here. Read it. Um, Steelers trade up for a linebacker. <laughs> Kyle thinking about it. Um, Shout out to Dave Sanderson too. Tuning in. Six foot two thirty seven. Had a low grade at the prospect. Or a low prospect grade at six point two four. Uh, he was a. Um, he did run a four point four two on the forty yard. Twenty two on the bench. Uh, just under forty on his vertical. One eighteen on his broad. Um, he, he he put up good combine numbers. He is a little undersized, but he, he's got shorter legs with a long torso. Give him a, gives him a very um, big advantage on the center of gravity, which is very important for a linebacker, somebody who's going to be cutting a lot, whether it's coverage or blitzing, blocking or shedding blockers. It's all going to be a great thing. Um, he, he has He's very unorthodox in his style of play. He's not like a, a, a prototype of any one player we've seen in the NFL. But he makes he makes impactful plays and he finds a way to get to the football all the time. Um, he has an insane appetite for learning. He's in the film room and the weight room all the time um, at LSU. He, he's an absolute Unit. hungry individual, ready to to be the best he can be. Um, he's amazing at shooting the gaps, um, and his his agility to go from gap to gap is insane. Um, just a few weaknesses on him. His his natural instincts are average. Um, you know, he, he's very good by the play. He's very good at diagnosing the play and what needs to be done. But if it goes off script, it's not necessarily going to go smoothly for him, at least in the beginning. Um, he's also fooled a little bit easier for a top five pick in misdirections and, and fakes. Um, and he just has, he needs to work on his footwork. This is a big thing for me. He's got a lot of false steps in his initial movements, whether it's shooting the gap or dropping back into coverage. And, and and NFL coaches and coordinators are going to pick those things out instantaneously. But um, he, he, he's going to be an absolute unit for a Tampa Bay team that needs everything on defense. This will be the guy to build around for the future. And I think it was a good pick. I think it was a good pick. Thank you. 
You're welcome. I think it was a good pick. <laughs> That's all I got to say. The New York Giants are on the clock. I'm calling the Giants. Uh-oh. Yes? <laughs> I am the Miami Dolphins. Prove it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm offering a swap of 13-6, a second round this year, second round next year, and a fifth rounder next year. No. <laughs> okay. All right. It was a fair trade, though. It was a fair trade, but 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 the guy I'm picking, I think the Giants will want him. So the pick is in. Pick is in. Here comes Drew Locke. <laughs> <laughs> the Giants select edge rusher Montez Sweat. Nope, nope, nope. Right. So, do you agree? Better than Rashawn Gary. <laughs> All right, well, Montez Sweat. All right, edge rusher, something the Giants need. 6'6", 260, had a 6.3 for a grade, ran a 4'4 at the 40, 21 on the bench, 36 vertical, had a very impressive 125 on the broad jump. Um, Would have liked to have seen better from him out of the shuttle, but not too shabby. Um, He's going to continue growing. That's a big thing for him. He's in, he's still in the middle of a growth spurt for him. Um, He's got a humongous power for his his frame and body makeup. Um. He's got a hidden strength in his upper body, despite what his frame might do right now. Um, he has an amazing ability to separate from his blockers. He's got great leverage points, and he uses the length he has to his advantage. Um, he's got very long arms and, and can completely shake up uh, a blocker's frame. And he's got very slippery hips. It's my favorite analysis. <laughs> slippery hips. Um, but... um. So, you know, some things he needs to work on. His upfield rush approach is uh, very choppy and inconsistent. Uh, he doesn't play very fluid in uh, transitions and counters. He needs to really improve on his handwork. It's not fast enough. It's not violent enough. You have to be able to really, like, you know, fist fight these blockers out of the way, especially if you're trying to get to the quarterback. Um, and he just doesn't have enough power and, and, and muscle strength in, in his lower half. He needs to really work on his legs to get that explosiveness really working in his favor. He's going to be one of those people that he's going to he's going to beat guards with the handwork, but you know, if he can keep those the handwork going and improve his explosiveness, this guy has the ability to be a 15 sack of games. 15, 15 sack a season guy. I say a game? <laughs> yeah, until he tears his ACL Bring and it gets on. traded to the Patriots. Ugh. Red Kuiper? Uh, definitely has to get stronger. <laughs> I like it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a guy definitely has to get stronger. Something interesting here. Uh, started off his career in uh, college actually as a tight end. And we've actually seen a lot of players that start off offensively that transition to a defensive player, especially line or linebacker, uh, tend to make a splash early, but not always have the lasting impact. Uh, so we'll have to see moving forward, you know, if, you know, he does, you know, kind of grow into his size and position, uh, if he will really shape up or if he's just a flash in the pan in college. The Jacksonville Jaguars are on the clock. Is the pick in? The pick is in. Pass is me one of those guys who's like, he's not going to say the pick is in. He's just going to start rattling things off. Oh, phone call from the commissioner. Bring. We'll give you more if you go to London. <laughs> <laughs> No. You don't have choice. No. With the seventh overall pick in the 
2019. Just say the name. <laughs> <laughs> the Jaguars select TJ Hawkinson, tight end, Iowa. Oh, 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 hold on. <laughs> the the first the first of the Reach. Iowa tight ends taken. The first of the the Iowa tight ends taken. What do you have to say about that, Mel Red? Well, what I have to say first, you know, as a bias, what a great name. It's a shame that he didn't go to Seattle. <laughs> um, coming out of the draft, somewhat young, in my opinion. Uh, I I feel as though you know somebody could definitely you know grow into that position uh, a little bit more. Um, decent blocker, decent receiver uh, downfield. Uh, Jaguars, you know, looking to, you know, build on that running game. Uh, so you can definitely add to that. Um, plays pretty he, average speed, I would guess what I would say with him. He's not going to blow past anybody. Posted a uh, four seven forty time. So it's just, you know. It's a big guy. He's he's. Uh, I don't have his height and weight here. He's a go up and get him guy. Six five, two fifty one. Um, he did seventeen on the bench, um, so he can get off the line and, and keep some of the, the defenders at bay. He's got a thirty seven on his vertical and a one twenty three on the broad. He, he's he's going to be your vertical threat. That's what he's going to be. He's he, he's not going to be. He's going to be the Rob Gronkowski style tight end. He's going to out muscle you for the ball. He's not going to beat you with his speed. He's extremely competitive and athletic. Um, he has amazing. Out of the gate speed, um, well, he might not have a great top speed. His acceleration is through the roof. He's very fluid in his in his uh, intermediate and deep work. He runs at a leveraged rate, meaning like he, he's always going to have the upper hand in, in his route. Um, he has an insanely large catch radius. Uh, he he's got very crisp inside hands when he has to step, stay in and block. And he's just he's an athletic specimen. Um, on the weakness side, he's just he's a little narrow. He, he needs more muscle mass to be that big go up and get him type of guy. Uh, he can work, do some work uh, from to get away from zone defenders to help out the quarterback. He tends to kind of just stick to his route instead of reading the zone. Um, and he also gets very over eager as a run blocker. He goes instead of letting his his assignment come to him, he goes out and charges his assignment, which is going to lead to a lot of missed blocks. Um, and he just needs a little bit more anticipation and adjustment to, to moving targets, but he's, he, like you said, he, he, right now he has the mold and the, the build and all the ability to go out and be the big go out and get him Travis Kelsey style tight end, but he needs to work on like the unsung hero stuff of the tight end position that Rob Gronkowski's and Jason Witten's do so well. I think it's a good pick. I think it's a lot of, it's a much needed offensive help. Uh, for the uh, the Jaguars, especially all the offseason issues that they've been having at the running back position, they're going to need a, a playmaker on the offensive side of the ball. I don't disagree. Souls, what did you think? About the pick? Yeah. It was all right. All right. I Is this going to be like a thing? Are we going to ask Souls' approval on every pick? I, I feel like the offensive line was a bigger need, but hey. And that's why you guys are, you know, the you get, <laughs> you get a weapon, and you get somebody who can get down inside and block. You're, you're right. Their yeah, ass on the offensive really block. What what number are we on? Eight. Yeah, yeah, the eight. Detroit Lions are in or are up on the clock. Quick pause. Am I allowed to trade with myself? Yes. Where do you start? Present it so then I can say no. All right. Miami trying to trade up with Detroit. Swap picks. 
a second and next year's third. This year's second? Yeah. You think, I think it's fair. Think? All right. Shake hands. <laughs> that's, that's 13 to 8, though. That's quite a jump. With the eighth pick, pick in the eighth pick 2019 NFL draft. Who's talking? Is the pick in? Yeah. Dude, my pick in. All right, we got to say that. Sorry. I got this sound bite for a reason. <laughs> With the eighth pick in the 2019 NFL draft, Miami Dolphins select quarterback Dwayne Haskins out of Ohio State. Boo. Actually. Boo. Suck it, fellas. The first real quarterback is taken here at Radio City Musical. Boo. Dwayne Haskins, uh, junior out of Ohio State, 6'3", 231, had a 6.2 on the draft scale. Um, entering all the offseason uh, draft analysis and uh, before the combine was regarded as arguably the best quarterback coming out of this draft class. Some things have changed. Um, some people are more likely. Some people are thinking Drew Locke might be more that way, or other, some other quarterbacks. Um, he posted a five oh four on his forty yard dash. Um, I would have liked to see that be a little faster from his style of play, but he did put up a twenty eight point five on the vertical. Not really sure why that's important. Um, you never seen a quarterback jump? Well, I mean, I've seen. I've, no, you've seen the jump passes. I've seen those before. But um, he, he's groomed for this position. He's groomed for the big stage. He has a, a very rare passing production for a, a quarterback of his age, um, and he's also got m- mentoring from. It might not sound that big of a deal to most people because this isn't a household name in, for wide receivers, but he's been mentored by Mohamed Sanu, who is an established wide receiver in the NFL and has been productive throughout his entire career. Been an established quarterback, and um, he, he is he's very well schooled. Um, and an understanding of how to keep himself protected. Um, he is not afraid to take the deep shot or make the big throw to win, um, which is very important in a rookie quarterback. A lot of times you see people get hesitant on trying to do those deep ball throws. Um, he's very confident. He doesn't show signs of, signs of shakiness even during a bad game. He has an effortless throwing motion, and he scans his targets with the ball cl- t- tucked close to his body with his feet always moving. Very important for any quarterback, in my opinion. Um, he has he's part of a very small list of quarterbacks that are going to be fighting for uh, success with such a low number of career starts. Um, he also lacks in-game adversity challenges for an early round pick. Um, he has very unusual follow-through, leaving his lower half behind, um, which can often lead into putting too much into the ball. Um, and he's still learning to attack his own coverages. He, he's proven what he can do against a man, but against zone, which a lot of defensive coordinators like to use because it helps you pick up different packages. Um, and he's also very easily baited into bad decisions. So he, he his ball security, in term, his ball security once the ball's out of his hand is the question. I think he's going to be great in the pocket, though, in terms of, of keeping plays alive. He has that Aaron Rodgers-style footwork and, and keeping the ball close to his body to, to extend the plays. I, I think that he's, he's groomed to be a success in the NFL. But I don't think any of these quarterbacks, in my opinion, are ready to start right away. I agree a lot with what the Riddler is saying. Um, I will say, um, though, a slow uh, 40 time, not always. Sometimes it just happens. It doesn't always represent what the player is going to be on the field. Um, yeah. uh, 
good touch passer. Uh, he did benefit uh, for a lot with having uh, good receivers in Ohio State, um, completing 70% of his passes. Um, I think he definitely, you know, what we saw here, a team trading up, I think it's very possible. Any team could, could do this. Uh, to, to get a player, I agree with the Ridley, not ready to play right now, but a good guy that will be groomed and a, I think will be a starter and a starter for a long time. Um, quick uh, lack of uh, foot quickness, which I think just uh, attributes to uh, perhaps kind of uh, not a lack of confidence, but trying to do too much. And I think with just like sitting under somebody, you could really, you know, get down the little things. And uh, someone who's got a, a good IQ will really benefit from that. The Buffalo Sabre. No, the Buffalo Bills <laughs> are on the clock. The pick is in. At number nine, the Buffalo Bills select wide receiver DK Metcalf, Ole Miss. That's a shocker. That... I think the Bills jump at him. I know you're a big Metcalf fan, uh, Red Kuiper over there, so. Big fan. Uh, what a, he's a machine. Uh, ran a uh, 4 3 40, uh, 40. Excuse me, uh, 40.5 inch vertical, an 11.2 uh, broad jump, uh, 27 lifts. He's six foot three, 228 pounds. Just a a, a monster out there. Um, a great asset for uh, any team. You know, looking to add a wide receiver. Um, for me, uh, Buffalo has made uh, certain moves at the wide receiver position. Uh, you know, that I think it perhaps didn't warrant. Uh, a receiver at this time, uh, I, I think just about anything else would <laughs> would have been good uh, for Buffalo. But with that being said, you know, a good guy to add uh, to your roster, and uh, I think it's a name that we will be hearing about for a long time. Um, I mean, DK, DK Metcalf is very explosive and very physical. He's going to fight for every single ball. Um, he, he has the ability to come down in single, double, and triple coverage with a ball thrown deep down the field. Um, things to like about him are his, his physical nature. Uh, he is a, a decent run blocker down the field, um, which in Buffalo you're going to have to be able to do because you're not only blocking for McCoy, you're going to be blocking for Allen. Um, he has the strength and the handwork to get uh, corners off of the line of scrimmage and be able to blow past them. He does have decent speed for uh, as much of a physical nature receiver as he has. The big negative to him, which has been the, the talk since the combine, he doesn't show the ability to get in and out of cuts. He doesn't show the ability to be to do those quick four-step four in routes. He doesn't show the ability to do those, those shimmy-shake post patterns. He's going to be his straight-line speed, straight-line strength, he can do the, the veer-off patterns like the, the very standard post route or a slant route type of thing, but any any sort of complicated stick-your-foot-into-the-ground-and-cut type of move, he hasn't shown that he has the ability to do that type of thing, which can be a problem for Buffalo because with a young quarterback, you want receivers that create separation. That's my take on it. My take on it. The Denver Broncos are on the clock. The pick is in. 
With a 10th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Denver Broncos select offensive lineman Jawan Taylor out of the University of Florida. Big fan of this pick. No. No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's been itching to just get in here and explain my... This is the reason I picked this guy. Is that what you wanted to do? No. Well, I only picked him because he fell. He well, fell quite a bit. If he didn't fall, Drew Locke was picked, but I think they're going to try and protect Joe Flacco. Oh, my God. I forgot he's a Bronco. <laughs> it's like, wait, what? It's like, you idiot. He's a, he's a Raven. <laughs> I forgot he's a Bronco. How'd you forget that? Because <laughs> they're going to be bad. What? I don't think they'll be that good. Better than the Giants. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, six foot five, three twelve. Um, tackle. Uh, six point two one on his prospect grade. Um, he's just shown a, a lot of ability to uh, shut down the incoming pass rush. He is very quick with his hands. He's got good footwork. Um, He's a little undersized, um, in my opinion, for for a tackle. Uh, he needs to. I think he needs to put a little bit more weight on, especially in his thighs and in his hips. He needs to be able to be a lot quicker um, off of the first initial step. He he tends to go a little bit more to into blockers or into rushers versus letting them come to him, which is a very you know, especially with these elite the elite pass rushers in the NFL, especially against the Chargers and individual. Rivals, they're going to eat you up with that first first step swim move or, or the, the the bait and switch uh, nose tackle defensive end. He, he's going to get standing like a statue. So I think it's a great pick. Um, I think that Jawan Taylor is one of those few players in this draft that would be a home run for any team. I think he could fit into any team right now. Um, and I just I think he's I think he's a stud. I think he has potential to be the. It's hard to say this, but I think he has potential to be the best player out of this draft. Long arms, uh, very quick plays. Traditionally, uh, right tackle, but can play guard, uh, which is you know a premium in in this league. Uh, I think the draft should be all offensive line, honestly, because that's the the most important position. Everyone you know. needs more offensive line. That's right. So it's always a good pick and drafting a lineman. Uh, so I'm satisfied I'm with this pick, and uh, I agree with what Riddler said. Um, that someone kind of unsung hero, uh, an offensive lineman who never really gets the uh, the love. He's it's not a very glamorous position, but it's not be, a sexy pick, right? But you know, could end up being perhaps the I best remember, ever draft. I remember a few years ago, I think it was the 2013 or 2014 draft where the Cowboys picked Travis Frederick with like the 10th overall pick and they got booed to hell. The Cowboys great. get booed every year for their first round yeah. pick, and it must be picking somebody out. from the longest yard than I had. <laughs> The Dallas Cowboys select inmate 47. Yeah! <laughs> Ray Rice. No! <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals are on the clock. All right, just double checking. Pick is in. Oh, Kyle has a trade. <laughs> With the 11th pick in the draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Devin Bush. Kyle wishes he had a trade. I don't. He's very mad at you right now. I know, because he's picking next. No, he's not. Is he not? Are you picking next? Whatever we are. It's not Souls. (laughs) It's something else. There you go. (laughs) All right, Devin Bush, linebacker out of Michigan. 
234, a little on the undersized chart there, 32 inches uh, on the arms. Ran a 4-4-3 in his 40-yard, 21 on the bench, had a 40 vertical, and a 124 broad jump. Very athletic individual, especially at that linebacker position. Um, he is a very compact player with a lot of lower body strength. Uh, he trusts his eyes, which to a lot of people, they're like, what the fuck does that mean? It just means that like, he sees something develop, and he trusts it. He, trusts it. Like, he doesn't overthink things. He doesn't take that extra half a second. He goes with his gut. Um, he very rarely gets trapped due to false steps and bad footwork. He has very good patience and run blocking. He has a very good control of his body, and he is proactive with his hands to balance against washdown blocks. So he has very strong legs, and he has like a built-in GPS to maneuver around all sorts of blocking schemes and tackles and, and, and gaps and, and just always finds a way to get where he needs to be. He's that type of linebacker that always is within a step of the the end the ball at the end of a play. Yeah. He might not have made the tackle, but he was there. Um, he he does land below standard size um, for a linebacker, and he has a little bit of an average reaction time um, in terms of when the, the play is snapped. Um, if, a, if a big offensive lineman gets to the second level, he doesn't stand a chance getting around him. Um, they're just going to outsize him and swallow him up. And he needs to... Or he, he he needs better pursuit leverage, if that makes sense. He's got he's small and he's got the inside and the low ground leverage, but in terms of pursuing somebody with the ball, he he doesn't have the leverage to take him down. You know what I'm saying? Like he's got to jump to do it. That can, a tackler on the move is his enemy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, a running back. Um, and, and he also runs himself out of tackles a lot by coming coming in at too sharp of an angle. So if he, you know, it's all. It's all little critique work for him. He's got the big the big issues down. Um, it's just the little critiques that can take you from being uh, a bounce around two year linebacker on five teams for your career to being the the Ray Lewis's and Brian Arlackers of, of a franchise. The Green Bay Packers are on the clock. Pick is in. <clears throat> At number 12, the Green Bay Packers select offensive lineman Jonah Williams. So I wanted to play a long time. <laughs> um, Sorry, you really liked it. At a Bama? Yes. Um, the Packers, they're one of those teams, they need offensive linemen. They, they can't block for Rodgers, and when Rodgers goes down, that team gets ugly quick. They need people to, to step in and absorb these pass rushers. And he's a big boy that can do that. He's 6'4", 302. He's got just under 34-inch arms. And he's got big 10, almost 10 and a quarter inch hands. Had a 6.23 grade. Um, did 23 on the bench. Had a 100-inch broad. And he, he, did, he did an 8 on the 3 cone and just under a 5 on his 20-yard shuttle, which were very impressive for the offensive linemen. Um, he, he plays with a very strong technique. And he very rarely goes off the beaten path from the fundamentals of how to play his position. Um, fundamentals is where everything is built from in every position. Uh, the players that you see that don't have those are the ones that don't success, i.e. the Eric Flowers and other players of those calibers. That, hey, they that don't, guy sucked. They just don't have the <laughs> fundamentals. Um, he, in, in his college career, he's had very noticeable improvements every year. Um, and he's very athletic with very fluid movements. Um, his initial steps out of his stance are very quick and controlled, and he has amazing lateral quickness. 
also very good acceleration for backside blockers, and um, he's very rhythmic in his combo blocking, meaning first to second level. Um, he just there's some concerns about his his lack of arm strength. He's got the leverage. He's got the the length, but not necessarily the strength. Um, he's got a smaller frame by the tackle positions, but he's still a big guy. Um, he, he would definitely be benefited at this size and playing weight to be swapped into play at the guard position, mm-hmm. but that would take away from his ability to, to for those lateral quick lateral movements and his athleticism because you're playing a guard unless you're running a stunt, you're not really going to be swapping out to, to get backside blockers as a guard. Um, and he has an inconsistent outside hand. Um, again, that's one of those things. You switch him inside, it's a little becomes a little different. Um, and he needs to maintain a, a better knee bend as a, as a drive blocker rather than locking his knees up and, and doing a, st- a stand-up block job. But overall, stud. We're going to say that for a lot of these guys. Probably yeah. all of them. <laughs> Scouts are actually comparing him to Joe Thomas. No joke. So Have you seen Joe Thomas now? Now you brought a lot, him up. A lot different. He's <laughs> so much lighter. It's just. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins are on the clock. Nope. Oh, I'm sorry. The, the, sorry. The Detroit Lions are on the clock. With the 13th pick. <coughs> pick is in. With the pick is in. Sorry. <laughs> Calm down over there, Just start playing it as he said. <laughs> With the 13th pick in the 2019 NFL draft, the Detroit Lions select defensive end Rashawn Gary out of the University of Michigan. <laughs> uh, 6 4, 277. Um, had a 6.31 on his grade, ran a four, just under a 4.6 in his 40-yard, 26 on the bench, which is very impressive, 38 vertical, 120 on the broad. Um, Rashawn Gary is one of those players that a lot, I think a lot of people are expecting a lot from but are also very skeptical. Um, he Obviously, if you're going with the 13th overall pick, you're, you're expected to be a start-now impact player, but he's going to need development throughout his NFL career. Um he has a very freaky build in terms of his height, weight, and speed. Um, it's unlike anything people have seen before. He's very active with with his, his build, and he has all the tools to set a very strong edge. Um, he's very forceful for the initial contact point, and he's very good at keeping balance doing that. Um, he has disruptive qualities when he decides to bend and play low, and he's got very good pursuit, pursuit speed from the backside, and is also good at making tackles down down the field. Um, his production as a rusher, though, failed to match the traits and the talent that he possesses. And his rush plan is a basic uh, at this stage of his development, which we're talking top 15 pick. Um, his hands lack skill, and he, he lacks classic hip bend to dip and run, run in the arc. Um, he has a long arm bull rush, and that's his only real rush tool. Um, he, he needs to develop some form of a swim move or, or some sort of, of, of a, a dump hook or something like that to get in and out. Um, and he tends to lose pad levels on his inside counters. Um, like I said, I think there's, I think he's one of those players that he's going to be expected to make an impact now. Um, and, a, and a team like Detroit, I think that that's a very solid place for him to land up with Patricia, a defensive-minded guru coming from the Belichick School of Defense. Um, if there's anybody that can can put him in to make an impact for his team while continuing developing, I think it's Patricia. 
Um, I think it's the, I think Rashawn Gary's success in the NFL was more based off of where he went versus his abilities. Red Baron, uh, great player. You know, very raw, very athletic. You know, I don't have a problem with the player. I have a problem with the pick. I think uh, Stafford is a guy who's kind of been under duress the past couple seasons, and I think if they're serious about you know him being the quarterback moving forward, uh, protection is key. Um, and I, I just I feel that Patricia is perhaps putting more emphasis on defense than offense, and if he's serious about having a balanced team, uh, some attention should be paid to the offense. That's the only feelings I have in the pick. But as a player, I... I I think he's got a lot of potential, and uh, under Patricia, it is a good fit because he is the defensive guru and, and could shape it to be a monster. But I think in the, the grand scheme of things, the Lions need to think about the offensive side of the ball as well. The Atlanta Falcons are on the clock. The pick is in. With the 14th pick, the Atlanta Falcons select Ed Oliver. Defensive line, Houston. Uh, Ed Oliver, 6'2", 287, um, 6.26 on his grade. He put up 32 on the bench, very impressive. Also put up a 120 on the broad. Um, he's a freak of nature in terms of his athleticism. Uh, he has very high-end front, uh, front side quickness. Um, he's built low, and he plays with a lot of leverage. Um, he has very freak workouts expected for quickness and explosion testing and he explodes into blockers with an extreme pop he's very instinctive uh very good at diagnosing plays before and as they're happening has very rare initial quickness for somebody of his size at his position and in just three years of college ball he popped 53 tackles for loss which is very impressive wow um he's a monster uh, scouts say that he played under 280. He put on the weight for the combine is the, the initial thing. So how is that going to play out? Is he going to play at 280 in the NFL, or is he going to try to play bigger? Um, he also lacks functional lo- length. He's got the length, but he just doesn't use it to his advantage in the right ways. Um, he, does, he doesn't do well against the double team. He often will get very easily mauled down by them. And he also struggles when the offense decides to run downhill directly at him. Uh, and he also gets clogged up against wide bodies. Um, so he's got he's got a lot of athleticism. He's got a lot of ex- instinctual or instinctual explosive power at the um the word I'm looking for at the point of attack. He's got very good instincts. He's got very good diagnostics in terms of reading the play. He just needs to work a little bit more on the actual getting the job done. And he needs to kind of build up. If he's going to put the weight on, you know, I don't have a problem with him playing at 280. It's a little undersized for the NFL. I don't have a, you know, if that's where he's comfortable playing, you got to play where you're comfortable. You can't put on weight just to put on weight. And you got to make sure you put on the good weight. But if he's going to, if he's going to play at a three plus rate, he's got to put on the good weight and he's got to learn to use it to his advantage. You don't want to Jamarcus Russell it. That's what you're saying. <laughs> well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> the Washington Redskins are on the clock. The pick is in. With the 15th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Washington Redskins select Drew Locke, quarterback out of Missouri. Poor kid. 
He's going to get his here. shin bone snapped. That's not nice. <laughs> Who makes you say that? But it's true. Who makes you say that? It happened to two quarterbacks in back-to-back weeks for them last year. Three in total. <laughs> and for a franchise's career. That's true. Mm. So, somebody wrote some methane down here. Uh, the first <laughs> first pick we've got uh, for a player that received under a six on the uh, the draft grade. Um, 6'4", 228. Um, he put up a... 4.69 on his 40-yard. Um, he also put up a 7 on his cone and 4.12 on his 20-yard shuttle. Um, he Now, with the, the analysis of the quarterbacks changing up a little bit as the, the Kyler Murray thing has kind of become more cemented as the number one overall pick, people have been wondering who might be the best quarterback. Drew Locke has definitely made a case for himself. Um, he has a very prototypical combination of size and arm talent, You know something we see from a player like an Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's a full-field reader. With the ability to scan and process quickly, which is very important, especially for a rookie quarterback, you want him making sure that he's getting the right target, the right option, not just the first option. Um, he's very good in the pocket in terms of sudden movements. Um, he throws with anticipation, and he's a very he's got a very quick ball handle. Uh, he's very very confident in his his ability to throw the ball down the field and make challenging throws, and he fires frozen ropes through the fucking gaps that shouldn't ball shouldn't be going yeah. into. Um, he does have frustrating inconsistencies with his accuracy and his touch. I think he threw for <laughs> under 60% completion for his time in college. Um, he fires fastballs on short throws when a, a changeup is needed. Um, kind of like the John Elway aspect throws the ball, just, just throws it too hard. The, the John Elway Brock Osweiler comparison there, like you don't see the touch pass, you know, and, and that's important, especially when you're trying to get somebody up over a linebacker. Yeah. Um, he requires more disciplined footwork in the pocket. He, he's quick with it, but he's not, it's not always what it needs to be. And um, his production falls greatly when he's forced to move his feet outside the pocket and, and throw on the run. Um, he's inconsistent in squaring up to throw. And his decision-making matches the level of pressure he's seeing. So if he, if he has the, if he has, the, a lot of the amount of time in the pocket, he makes the right decision whether it's a throw into double coverage or not. It'll come down in his guy's hands. But if he's getting, you know, if they're sending the house at him, he's going to make a poor decision. Um, Red Kuiper, got anything to add? I think foreseeably, uh, excuse me, Drew Lock will be the second quarterback to go. And I think if the Redskins are need a, a quarterback for sure, and I think it's the best fit. Uh, moving forward, um, <laughs> there is some bad luck <laughs> if you go play in Washington. Uh, however, I, I think it's the appropriate pick uh, for the for the Redskins and uh, one that they'll be happy with. The Carolina Panthers are on the clock. The pick is in. Mass looks at him like, who has it? I have it. I was waiting to see if they wanted to trade. Nobody wants to trade with you. That's fine. <laughs> we don't like you. Halfway through the draft, with the 16th overall pick, the Carolina Panthers select Cody Ford, Oklahoma. They really don't like it here. No, I, what, what's pick, his position? Guard. Guard. The pick is fine, but he, he told us where we were in the draft. <laughs> you know where we were in the draft. 6'4", 330, 5'2", uh, 1 on the 40-yard, 19 on his bench, which is 
a little shaky, in my opinion, for an offensive lineman, especially one that goes as high in the draft. Um, he is uh, very rare, though, in terms of his, his mass with his athleticism. Um, he's a top prospect uh, off of the Joe Moore Award-winning offensive line. Um, his experience and tools to play he has the experience and tools to play both tackle and guard on either side, which does make him a very important piece to get to any team. I mean, you look talking about switching him up into four different offensive line positions. Um, he's got great pop into his initial contact, and he's got the power to bulldoze down blockers in the first line and the second line. Um, there, there's plays out there of him in college getting to the third line on long runs, and for somebody talking 300-plus pounds. That's, that's moving. Yeah, you're moving. you got athleticism. Uh, he's a natural bender, meaning he gets low and he gets his leverage. And um, he's got extreme eye-popping downfield speed. His 40-yard dash speed doesn't equate to what he does when he gets moving into the third level. Um, but he needs additional work in his pass sets, especially to make it as an NFL tackle. Um, he had some very troubling reps against the Alabama defense. Which, sure, it's just one game, but for a lot of these college players, the Alabama team is the closest thing to an NFL team. NFL team. <laughs> um, he could be more effective with his use of his length in pass protection, and he's got he's got tardy hands um, that give away his uh, his his length to his opponents. He needs better core engagement for a, a more improved balance. He, he finds himself on one foot or getting shaken off a little too easily. And he could definitely use more patience in his second-level approach. He's got the speed and the size to easily maul down any defensive lineman in the NFL, including those of, like, the Khalil Max and Aaron Donalds. He's just got the size and athleticism to do it. But once he gets into the second level, instead of reading where his running back's going to go, he just finds the first guy and he blocks him. <laughs> just and it, hits him. Exactly, and it, just, it doesn't always work to his favor. But I think it's a, it's a good pick. Do you have anything to add? No. Good. Oh, just real quick. Uh, you know, I, I besides the boo is a joke. You just chime in. I'll have to oh, ask I'm you. sorry. Uh, we're part of this guy. Uh, Panthers, good pick. You know, offensive line always an excellent pick. And there's a quote here that I really liked. Uh, you need to hire a taxi to get around him. And uh, I think you know that 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 speaks volumes uh, about you know his his presence on the line. Um, definitely a lot of things you know Riddler mentioned that he has to work on. Uh, but uh, one thing that we get, we could say is that he's a good competitor and a good teammate. The New York Giants are on the clock. Pick is in. With the 17th pick, the Giants select cornerback Greedy Williams. Uh, a team looking to re-bolster their secondary that was once so great not that long ago. Um, not surprised at this pick at all. Greedy Williams, a 6'2 cornerback on the lighter side at 185. Um, he's got everything that you're, you're, you're looking for in a top tier corner. Um, I don't think anybody is going to be upset with the, uh, the production that he provides on, uh, on the field. He's going to be an instant starter for this New York Giants team that has a lot of help needed. Um, he only elected to run the 40 yard dashes combine, which was a 4.37, very impressive. Um, I would like to see what he could could offer in the uh, the vertical game just to for those jump ball opportunities because he is so tall and very disruptive. Um, he's got the length to slow receivers looking to get in their work. 
He's very patient and calm in the early phases of coverage, which is something that you don't see out of a lot of young corners. They're looking to get right into the receiver's face right away. An experienced receiver is going to blow past you every time when you do something like that. Um, he maintains the feel of the route, the route that he's on, and can match receiver steps. He's got very smooth hips to weave in and out of changing leverages on the route. Uh, he's got good ball production over his two years as a starter, and um, he's got extreme, extremely good route recognition and long strides that drive to uh, the passing lanes. Um, he needs to add more muscle and strength, though. You're talking 6'2 corner that's looking to be a number one corner in the NFL at 185 pounds. Um, that's going to be a guy, you know, that's the, that's the build for the go up and get the, you know, to match him step for step and ball hawk it versus be physical with him, force him out of his, his route and change things up. And from anybody who's watching a football ball hawking, secondary members don't last long in the NFL. Yeah, you're very, at least your brain of terror. Um, he can be jostled by physical receivers. Again, that's more due to the, the nature of his size. You know, you look at, like, you know, he could probably keep up pretty well with, like, a DeAndre Hopkins or, or maybe, like, a Julio Jones. But you start getting receivers, like, you know, even, like, a DK Metcalf that we just talked about. But, you know, these receivers, like the, the Amari Coopers and – the Michael Thomases of the world, like these are guys that use their size and their strength to, to really get what they've got. Um, he also lacks initial quickness on crossing routes, and he has a very average recovery burst. Um, he, he can, if it's a long stride, you know, if he beats you off the, if the receiver beats him off the line and he's running 20 yards on the field, he'll catch up to him by the time the ball gets there. But if it's a slant route and he gets beat, he's not going to get him, get him in time. Um, and he also has consistent issues with locating the football when his back's to the ball, which for somebody that has the ball hawk tendencies that he has, you have to be able to know where the ball is at all times. Right. And he also plays the hands a lot instead of the ball, which gets you in trouble, mm-hmm. gets you flag problems. Because a lot of receivers are deceptive with their hands, especially the Odell Beckhams and DeAndre Hopkins, who can take one hand and put it in a place because they have all the confidence in the world they're going to bring it down with the other. So, yeah. Um, but a good pick for the Giants, you know, much need in the secondary. Uh, Raw talent, very quick. Um, one drawback, uh, not a good tackler. Uh, and, you know, we've known some some members of the secondary just aren't good tacklers. I don't know if it's the nature of the position. Um, you know, really touched a lot on the way he plays the ball. And, you know, that's something he has to work on. But, you know, yeah, you got to be able to tackle. So it's something to work on going into camp. Minnesota Vikings pick. are on the clock. The pick is in. The Vikings select Christian Wilkins, defensive line, Clemson. You boo Mass's picks. Hmm? Yeah, well, you know, he needed a break. <laughs> he needed a break. The one that you could have booed. <laughs> nah, just kidding. Oh, I'm a real stinker. He is a stinker indeed. Uh, 6'3", 315, defensive tackle. Out of Clemson, 5 on the 40-yard dash, 20 on the bench, 29 vertical. Also ran a 4.55 in his 20 shuttle. Um, this guy is a force to be reckoned with. His NFL comparisons to B.J. Hill. Um, he's a locker room leader with character that's, you know, very impactful on the team. Um, he, you know, especially in, in a from a Clemson team that had a very stout defensive line with a lot of top-notch players on it to be able to, to push that type of stuff aside and be a team player. Um, he's got the face of the franchise personality. He's got that that leadership role. Um, he's got experience at both base end and defensive tackle. Um, and he has instant snap reaction with very fast hands to contact. 
He's highly efficient in his movement with lateral quickness that disrupt gaps, and he can contort and, and slither around blockers' pads to get to the, the leverage points he needs to get to. He also shows extremely rare flexibility for somebody of his size. Um, his initial quickness, though, gives way to fatigue as reps continue, especially in the hurry-up offense, something NFL quarterbacks love to run, especially when they see people getting fatigued throughout a game. Um, his overall play strength can improve uh, as a overall for the whole game. Um, he doesn't have enough extension and separation after his initial hit, and his thick lower half is missing that quality anchor to keep him put so that blockers aren't pushing him backwards into the second level, creating a one-on-two blocking opportunity. Um, he also struggles with balance a little bit, and he lacks length and power to excel in the two-gap scheme. Uh, so he's just got a lot of a lot of promise, and you know, for what it's worth, you know, especially you know, I don't know that. It's going to make that big of a difference in a team like Minnesota, but a player that has the ability to be a franchise personality and character right out of the gate kind of shows a lot that, you know, it's that Baker Mayfield, it's that Juju Smith-Schuster mentality, the ability to have that personality on and off the field that just makes people love you and draws the positive energy to your team. Fits the mold of a defensive line, 6'4", 342, uh, Good fit, I feel. Uh, I guess the only drawback, it tested positive for PEDs, so if you let bygones be bygones, I think he's a good player for your squad. Tennessee Titans are on the clock. The pick is in. With the 19th pick, the Tennessee Titans select edge rusher Brian Burns, Florida State. I'd love to know at the end of this how many picks have been stolen from people. So I feel like nobody's like, like ah, no big fucking deal. Well, I'm kind of keeping track of it here. Um, Brian Burns, not enough to say about this guy. 6'5", 249, very big build. Um, he put up 36 on his vertical. I like to not do the bench press, which is always, you know, I understand if it's due to injury reasons or whatnot. But like for me, like if, I, if I'm drafting an offensive or defensive lineman, I need the bench press. That's a big thing because it's it's one of the few combine things that's actually applicable to real NFL yeah. games. Your vertical means nothing to me. I, I don't even understand why they do the vertical. They should do like a, like a five step run and jump kind of thing. Because when, when he ever just other than a hail mary, when are you just standing still and jumping as high as you can to get the ball? <laughs> Doesn't make any sense to me. But um, he's he's got basketball athleticism. Um, he's got. Uh, an upfield burst that forces tackles out of their pass slides and, and into more gallops and sprints. He alters his rush speeds with sudden bursts around or inside the pass set. Um, he's got lo- he's got a very long third step that propels him into clearance. Um, he's tremendous lower body uh, flex, and he gets the 45-degree edge bend very effectively and very efficiently, which is extremely important for somebody trying to get to the quarterback. Um, he's got capable smooth spin moves in either direction and very quick lateral slides. Um, he's got a thin frame, and it might not be able to handle enough weight to keep him uh, going at the high level. He lacks functional play strength, and he gives away his position when he's setting the edge too often. He sticks to block blocks once he loses his frame, which is a little bit of troublesome because you know, at that point you're just sitting there doing nothing. And um, he's going to have... He's going to have initial issues converting uh, his speed to his power at the top of a rush. Um, work to be done. You know, he's going to have to find a way to put uh, the. F- he's going to have to find a way to build a proper frame 
for an edge rusher, especially at his size, because he, he's a big target that's going to allure a lot of double teams, and he, he's going to have to learn to use, you know, he's got the spin move and the athleticism to get by one guy, but he's going to need to build the framework and the strength up to get through two. Yeah, he's got the initial quickness, needs to get stronger, uh, but he's got a lot of upside, so. Pittsburgh Steelers are on the clock. The pick is in. We'll trade you three bags of peanuts. We'll trade you Antonio Brown. <laughs> you just have to call the Raiders and ask for him. With the 28th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers select defensive back Byron Murphy out of the University of Washington. Souls sticking to his guns and not going offense. Love it. Um, yeah. Cornerback, uh, uh, I think he falls a little bit off of... Uh, the radar for a lot of people because this is such a, a pass rush heavy draft. But um, at five eleven and one ninety, he fights. He's got a lot of fight in him. Um, he put up four five on his forty yard. He's got a thirty six and a half vertical with a one twenty on his broad. Um, he has a lot of comparisons to the Brent Grimes style of play. Brent Grimes, obviously a bigger cornerback, but still plays with that same heart and uh, tenacity. Um, He's not small. He's just kind of underdeveloped at this point in his career. He has extremely high football IQ and instincts that teams are looking for at any stage, whether it's free agency or the draft. Um, he's he's coached to maintain a, a sight line to the quarterback for uh, optimal recognition for all passing opportunities. He stays in phase. He's got twitchy feet for an instant plant and drive. Uh, he made plays on 31% of his targeted throws over two years. And he posted seven interceptions and 20 pass breaks up, breakups and just 87 career targets. Um, he's got good downfield body control, and he's hyper-competitive in his run support duties. He just lacks height, weight, and speed the, associated with the outside corner, the number one style corner. He's only played in 20 career games, and he's got below-average footwork to adjust to a receiver's initial release. Uh, he grabs and hitches to, to receivers to help match the pattern, which isn't always great because they're, they're going to read that instantaneously. And he's he's quicker than fast, um, if that makes sense. He he needs to bump his speed up, and, and he can be stacked by big targets easily. Uh, excellent pick, in my opinion. The Steelers always looking to improve the defense. Secondary has sometimes been been rough. Most, most times, <laughs> most times. Uh, agreeing with what Riddler said, um, only played in twenty games, which is a very small sample size. But he has a lot of upside and a very good, uh, very high IQ. So uh, sometimes talent outweighs the shortness of playtime. The Seattle Seahawks are on the clock. <coughs> the pick is in. The Seattle Seahawks select safety Jonathan Abrams, Mississippi State. I think you clicked the wrong button over there. <laughs> oh, you're right. <laughs> I think you clicked the wrong button over there. Are you are you clicking the booze button? I was waiting for it. Oh, no, no, no. Oh, I, okay. I, I like the pick. <laughs> oh, okay. No, you don't. <laughs> I don't like the mass. 5'11", <laughs> <laughs> 205. He's got 31 and 3 eighths inch arms. Um, he ran a 4.45 in his 40 yard. Um, he, he's got uh, canoe kneel type tendencies he's got a very stout frame uh he's very tough and competitive with uh, he's got a very intimidating striker factor much like the uh um harrison smith style of play the cam chancellor style of play uh he he plays like an extra linebacker m again much like that harrison smith style of play 
Um, he's got straight line speed to close out targets, and he's got an alpha demeanor on the field, which is very important, especially from the safeties. Um, he gets his feet moving early to help smooth his transitions and has size and strength to match on tight ends. And he's got good communication skills on the back end, which is also extremely important because sometimes your safeties see things your, your, your middle linebackers, the quarterbacks of your defense don't see. Um, he's a little tightly bundled in his midsection and hips, um, which makes him a little uh, stiff, but he's not stiff. He's not fluid. He's just kind of in that middle portion there. Um, he's unlikely to handle coverage duties on the back end, and he's got moderate ball production. Um, he ha- he needs to increase his anticipation, and he's going to miss tackles when coming in too hot. He, he, you know, he, he over-pursues, and he looks for that big hit more than he looks for the just the surefire tackle. Uh, big shoes to fill in Seattle for sure. Um, not great in space, uh, but it's something that could be, you know, worked on, you know, with just, you know, working with a, a pro uh, pro squad. And uh, I think that it's someone who will definitely, you know, work well on that scheme. All right, Baltimore Ravens on the clock. We've got to speed this up. Yep. I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I am sorry. Did actually. I tell you that the pick was in? No, but I anticipated. <laughs> well, the hey. pick is in. Hey. Oh, what? Hey. What do you got? It's the Oakland Raiders. Okay. What are you doing? We'll give you a, We'll swap you a, What do we got? What's what's coming up next? Raven, uh, we'll swap you 24, uh-huh. and we'll give you a third this year. I want a second. You could piss off. Right, so the Baltimore Ravens are on the clock. <laughs> the so pick is in. Quarterback... Lamar Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> With the 22nd pick, the Baltimore Ravens select wide receiver Marquise Brown, Oklahoma. <laughs> That's about right. Who cares about the Ravens? <laughs> All right. Well, Holla. Bias clicker over there. Hey, air high five. We're on good pages again. We're on good pages. Uh, five foot nine, 166 pounds. Um, didn't post any stats at the combine this year. Um, He's only five foot nine. Yeah, he's got Deshaun. Yikes! Ja- he's, got the, well, he's got Deshaun Jackson tendencies, yeah. though. Uh, his his feet never come to a halt until after the whistle. He's like he's always moving, even in blocking schemes. Uh, he plays with all day energy. He's got terrifying top end speed. Um, he's able to play inside as a playmaker or outside as a field stretcher. Um, his long speed has additional has an additional separation gear, and he's got very early turn and run from uh, respectful cornerbacks that opens easy comeback routes. Um, Easy burst quickness and separate out of breaks. The safety help is almost always needed in a game against him. And he's an electric maze runner after the catch, meaning yak. Um, he's got a painfully thin f- frame, though, um, that's below minim- uh, minimum standards. He'll face concerns over long-term durability due to that. He relies on explosive speed but requires more positional polish. Um, it takes time to drop his hips and get into breaks from the sprint. He's got average hands to finish contested catches, much like a Deshaun Jackson. He's going to be the guy that's going to beat you with his speed. He's not going to be the guy that's going to go up and get it. Um, He's ineffective working into the teeth of coverage, and he's got inconsistent deep ball adjustments. Um, uh, And he also, a a big thing for me too, uh, with that kind of speed and that frame, he didn't offer any return skills at Oklahoma, which is something you kind of look for for an early receiver of that age. Um, I like the pick in the in the terms that it gives Lamar Jackson 
a deep ball threat, um, somebody to actually like kind of chuck the ball to or throw onto a quick slant to get himself out of trouble. Uh, the part I don't like about it is that um, for the Ravens, if they're going to go receiver, I, w- I would have expected them to go a more DK Metcalf, big receiver type of route that uh, option that was going to provide blocking for Lamar Jackson down the field. Because until they prove otherwise, they're going to be a run, quarter- run quarterback first team. And you, you need receivers that can block in that instance. Because once Lamar Jackson takes off with the ball, uh, brown speed means nothing. The Houston Texans are on the clock. The pick is in. With the 20, 23rd pick in the draft, the Houston Texans select tight end Noah Fant out of the University of Iowa. I don't need it. The second of the two Iowa tight ends is, are off the board now. 6'4", 249, put up 4'5 on his 40-yard, 39.5 on the vertical. Um, had amazing production, which is something to be said when you have TJ Hawkins on the other side of you. Has comparisons to Eric Ebron. He's a mega athlete who excels in, in the, the triple jump, high jump, and basketball outside of football. He accelerates off the snap for an immediate seam and an attack. Big initial big initial burst of gains and runs with long strides down the field. Um, had nearly one touchdown for every four catches in his career in Iowa. Wow. And he sinks and scoop he sinks and scoops on the low throws, speed to open it up and take it after the catch as well. Um He's thin through his waist and his lower body, and he lacks the grit and play strength necessary at the point of attack. He needs to compete a lot harder on his backside blocks, and he's too affected by route contact, um, which is going to be a big deal, for, you know, especially with those middle linebackers and stuff doing the, the chipping and the five yards there in the NFL. He's slow to turn and find the ball and make the adjustments to the underthrown balls. Um, and he, when he senses traffic, he loses his focus, leading to crucial drops. Um, so he needs to get out of his own head. Essentially, he needs to, you know, the players that embrace the hitting, the, the the receivers that embrace the hitting in the NFL are the ones that are often most successful. The Larry Fitzgeralds of the, of the NFL that know that they're going to get popped and are more concerned with hanging onto the ball than they are with whatever comes out of getting hit. But it was only a matter of time. Um, the Houston Texans have been missing that uh that big type receiver, that playmaking receiver to kind of complete that offense. The Oakland Raiders are on the clock. The pick is in. I wish the NFL draft was this fast. Yeah. <laughs> With the 24th pick, the Oakland Raiders select. You sure you don't want to trade up from 27? You're right. Hey, it's the Oakland Raiders. Look at a trade with the Oakland Raiders. I'll swap picks with you. Perfect. I need more. Go ahead. The Oakland Raiders yeah. select oh. Josh Jacobs, running back, Alabama. Uh, interesting pick. Um, the Raiders are in need of a running back. Um, that th- there's questions uh, at that position, especially with the uh, the exit of Lynch to be soon. He's got a Sony Michelle style uh, play to him. Um, not to mention, you know, doesn't hurt to have the Alabama pedigree on your side. Um, Except if you're a running back. No, I mean Mark Ingram's doing all right for himself. But he's built like you want with low center of gravity. He's forceful and violent as a finisher and gives extra effort for successful short yardage carries. He's patient but decisive on outside zone runs and he allows blockers to do their job before just hitting a gap. 
Um, he has gas to bounce it to the to around the corner and footwork for controlled cuts in tight quarters. He's a, and he's also good effectiveness as a pass catcher used out of the backfield in packages. Um, he's got a low percentage of explosive carries though and might not have enough speed to hit the home run rush. Uh, his his gather and cut is slightly exaggerated and he struggles to slow gather and cut beyond the second level. He doesn't create enough indecision in open field tacklers either. The Philadelphia Eagles are on the clock. Hey. What do you got, Mass? It's the Raiders. <laughs> we'll give you 27 and a fourth. Yeah, just a fourth to move up two spots. The back end of the first. He's desperate. Give him what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> give me a third. Can I check which of the thirds they have? <laughs> Can I check what third round picks I have? I don't know that off the top of I don't of think they, they have, have them. one. You have to give them not. Yeah, I don't think you have one either. They gave it to the Steelers. Let's see that one. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, because it was the third. third and Didn't they fifth. get a third back, though, from. Did they get a third back from Chicago? No, they got first and second. They got first and second, and next year's first, and the Bears got Khalil Mack, oh. and next year's second. Okay. I would do it, but send them a very damp Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> All damp. Uh, that's correct. We did trade it to the Steelers. I'll give you a fourth round pick. No. No. All right. Phone Eagle, call. Eagle. Oh, God. Here we go. Indianapolis Colts here. Ooh. <laughs> well, in the swap picks. What, se- do they, what do they have? They have the next pick. Okay. A second round and a fifth round this wow. year. Yeah. All right. Jokes on you. I got two. Indianapolis Colts are on the clock. I, in the 20, was it 24? Twenty fifth pick in the two thousand nineteen NFL draft. Is the trade in? Is the pick in? The pick, the pick is in. Sorry. Can I guess? I'll take the private stock for that again. That's all right. Souls. Can I guess? What? Who it is? Just, just yeah. let him say it. Yeah, right. Go ahead. You Come said. On. With the twenty fifth pick in the two thousand nineteen NFL draft, the Indianapolis Colts select defensive tackle Jeffrey Simmons, oh, wow. out of Mississippi State. <laughs> Moves being made here at Radio City Music Hall, Tennessee. <laughs> Um, six foot four, three hundred one pounds, six point six seven on his prospect grade. Um, big stud. NFL comparisons to Adamic and Sue, pre Lions injuries. Um, but he he looks the part of the bust with a, an athletic and chiseled frame. Rare combination of power and movement. Um, he's got quick twitch snap uh, reactions, and he plays under opponents' pads with a very powerful, well placed punch. Impressive core strength and body control with the possession of power to split double teams. He's also got a very mean slide and swim winner when he's working the gaps and agility for lateral slide pursuits. Uh, His instincts are average. He can be slow to diagnose and defeat the blocking schemes. He allows edge pressures to catch him cleanly on his down blocks. And he doesn't always set proper edges, focuses on initial blocker, and loses sight of the football from time to time. All right. I like it. So it's it's back to me with the Eagles. Yep. All right. I'm I'm calling myself from the Packers. Okay. <clears throat> the Packers will offer the thirty and the forty four to trade up with the Eagles. So go from thirty to twenty six. The Eagles pick up the thirty and then the forty four. That's fair. I'm running in a room with a notebook though. <laughs> okay. So we're in. We're in. Green right. Bay is on the clock. Green Bay 
with the 26th pick. <coughs> oh, sorry, the pick is in. It's like Goodell's drunk dad. <laughs> I have a four-second clip to play. Let me play it. The Packers select defensive lineman Dexter Lawrence. You okay with yourselves? Is he okay? I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I did a long day. <laughs> you sure? Yeah. I, I missed who you picked. I'm sorry. Defensive line, Dexter Lawrence. Clemson. Oh, okay. Another one of those big Clemson boys coming out. I like it a lot. Um, what do you... What do you what, 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 what's I'm trying to find there? out why that was a boobage. You're killing me. Fuck yourself. Um, all right. Dexter Lawrence, 6'4", 342. Um... Six one nine on his grade. Uh, he's got a lot of traits that remind resemble Sean Rager, Sean Rogers. He's got a very enormous frame, and he's healthier and much quicker in twenty eighteen than he was previ- in previous years. He's got very impressive athletic ability, agility to defeat or recover quickly from cut blocks, and possesses booming upper body power. Um, has potential to eat double teams and let his linebackers roam free. And ball carriers are finished once he gets his hands on them. Um, He's been unable to equal impressive production from his freshman season. He average has average rush talent, likely to limit his draft value, which we could kind of see it did a little bit here. Uh, lacks looseness as a rusher to find the edges, and basic rush counter is relatively ineffective. And he also gets caved by double teams when he doesn't sink his post. Uh, the Oakland Raiders are on the clock. I'm calling you, bro. On the New England Patriots. Oh, God, no! Click. <laughs> Can I guess? Shut up, thinking? Bill! <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm giving you both my second round picks and a third round. Click. Idiot. I'm not taking that. I got a second round pick in like the 40s, so. I know. Two I second round picks that. in the fourth, you said? Third. Third? A couple of second rounders in the... F- Two second rounders in the third? I would take that. Drop the second and the fourth. Swap your first. No. <laughs> Just like that. No. <laughs> so he kind of sounded like Belichick. You the 32nd pick and the top of the two seconds. No, the, se- the, the lower second round pick. So you want the 32nd pick and the 64th pick? Sure. No. Okay. See ya. You're on the clock. All right. Uh, the pick is in. Mm-hmm. The Oakland Raiders select Rocky Sin, cornerback Temple. Fucking great name. I thought I was gonna say like fucking stupid pick or something like that. <laughs> I did too. Can I ask a quick question? Yes. Has Jeffrey Simmons been drafted? Yes. Okay. I thought so. I just wanted to be I sure. Just Private stock. I just want to make sure because I've been checking off guys. I just want to make sure. All right, so Rocky Sin, other than having a great name, six foot one ninety two, five eight seven on his his uh, grade. Uh, Nate Harrison uh, comparabilities. Uh, he's got he's really long with carved up physique. Coaches loved him after just a couple months in their program over there at Temple. Uh, he's a uh, Light in his back pedal possesses foot quickness for extended mirroring of releases. Has p- potential for extended mirroring as well. Plays into catch point with aggressive hands and decent closing bursts for attack throws. 
And he's also very willing and able to, to help in the run support. He's not as dis- disruptive from press coverage as he should be, and he needs more technique work. He struggles to maintain proper leverage and false steps at the top of his drop. Long speed is just average, and he gets climbed and stacked at times. He also has a tendency to grab and face guard rather than turn and locate. Great name. Or on the clock. You said Chargers? Yes, sir. Pick is in. I'm calling you, bro. Uh, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Patriots. <laughs> We're going to Patriots. Break. Same trade I sent to the... Uh... I'm sorry. Can you repeat it? Two second rounders and a third round. You're losing your first round, though. But you're also gaining a high second round, a low what, second what's round. What's the high second round? 40s. Yeah, I'm not sure so where. So, like, like the 12th, 12, I think it's like the 12th or 15th pick in the yeah. second round. Where did they get that from? I don't know. Philly. No, I don't know. We'll talk about it later. Uh, probably compensary pick. Why not? So, you'd have three second round picks and two third round picks. Um, I'm going to say no. Easy. Right. Chargers? The pick is in. With the 28th pick, the Los Angeles Chargers select offensive line Caleb McGarry. You could have got him with the 40 pick. Well, I got him here. (laughs) Take that, Patriots. I spelled the last name. MC capital G-A-R-Y. Excellent. Good for you. Caleb McGarry. All right, now Souls is going to trade with himself. I'm not. But the pick is in. That's, well, good. I didn't give a draft <laughs> analysis. Do, do we get to talk about my pick, Kyle? Six, six, seven, three, seventeen. Big, Big boy. boy. Um, guy knows how to eat people up. He's got Matt Sloss in comparisons. Good for him. That's a good. That's a good name right there. Uh, he's got good lean muscle mass on his on an NFL frame. He's mentally tough in his face and overcome a lot of adversity already. He can unlock his hips for additional force into his first contact, plus a lot of leg drive. To grind up opponents and blow running lanes open. He has adequate second level radar and loves to finish with maximum force when opportunity calls for it. He's inconsistent in sustaining blocks once he's forced to move his feet, and he could benefit from a wider base and more snatch and secure with his hands. Uh, his feet are a little too heavy and sticky to redirect and recover against quality inside moves, and he turns and lunges when challenged around the corner by top edge speed. The Kansas City Chiefs are on the clock. Yeah, the pick is in. <laughs> With the 29th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the Kansas City Chiefs select defensive back DeAndre Baker out of Georgia University. Now, did you just not trade with yourself because, as the Chiefs, you thought you needed this more than what the Patriots were going for? Yeah. No. I like that. I like that you, you, you put on both GM caps instead of just keeping the Patriots one on. I also think we would have voted down any Patriots trade, so... I Don't worry. Have, I got a couple he, more trades. I took that into account. <laughs> I love the Patriots. Oh. 5'11", 193, 5'9", 4", grade average. Uh, Asante Samuel comparisons. Uh, consistency and competitiveness are his, his hallmarks. No touchdowns allowed with five interceptions since 2017. Has quick trigger to turn and sprint when needed. Foot quickness to stay tied to early phase of routes. He also dials into opponent's route speed and stays in phase with a good feel for timing of route breaks. For effective matching. He also loves to squat and lurk on underneath routes from the off-man position and impressive burst to close out routes. He's small by the NFL standards, and matching against NFL size on the outside could be a concern. He's grabby when he's trailing complex routes, 
and he plays a little too tall in space. Physically at the top of routes will be flagged in the pros. And he's uh, also dropped potential takeaway opportunities a little more than you would like to see from a top corner. The Philadelphia Eagles are on the clock. Yeah, I'm calling you, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I'm giving you my highest second. What what team are you, Kyle? I'm the Patriots. You should know this. Highest second (laughs) in the fourth round. Yeah, I'm calling you. uh, You You have what, 32? No, I don't have 32, but I have... Souls, nobody's going to oh, take sorry. him before the Patriots pick. I got two guys I want. So give me a second and a fourth. My highest second round pick. I, s- I still say no. And a fifth. <laughs> Swap first. I, I, and I'm not swapping. <laughs> He then, wants two guys. That's all he's and then I'll give you both my second round picks and a fifth. Deal. All right, cool. Pick is in. Wait, who? Is it the Eagles? Yeah. Oh, that's not a fair trade, but I'll accept it because I'm. I like to see what Souls is up to. <laughs> all right. England. A lot of arrows on this pick. Oh, do I have a? Is sinking the pick? In, is the pick in? Yes. Pick is in. Do I have a sinking feeling who this is? With the 30th pick in the 2019 NFL Draft, the New England Patriots select defensive ends Colleen Farrell out of the University of Clemson. <laughs> yep. No, you're wrong. You guys are all going to miss Tom Brady when he's gone. I also did just point that out to him. I am not going to miss Tom Brady when he's gone. Because they lost Trey Flowers. They have nobody. 6 foot 4, 264, the 607 grade. Has a lot of comparisons to Derek Morgan. Uh, prototypical frame with broad shoulders, posted 36 and a half tackles for loss and 21 sacks since 2017. Excellent snap reaction and his first off the ball. Traits the punch and control blockers frame and setting the edge. Skilled hands for quick wins and sheds. Also projectable power rusher. Uh, projectable power for rushers on the next level. And he plays behind his long arms. Uh, below average fluidity and agility and movement. Unable to sustain early bursts at the top of the rush. And average burst to close out tackles and gaps, inside moves and tr- transitions can be mechanical and awkward. The Rams are on the clock. Kyle's calling you again, bro. Yeah, no, I'm waiting for it. Go ahead, make your pick. <coughs> the pick is in. The Rams select Garrett Bradbury, center, North Carolina. Uh, that's a shot because he's from NC State. I think he's a plug and play for the next ten years. That doesn't mean he's not from NC State. <laughs> he's saying that you said the wrong college. <laughs> oh, did I say? N- what did I say? You said North Carolina. Uh, Actually, he plays LSU. <laughs> <laughs> he's just a plug and play college guy. <laughs> Garrett Bradbury, six three three zero six from NC State. Um, I, I, I hate this pick. Be honest with you, it's fine. Really do, and I'm the Rams now. Uh, Patriots, I'm calling you because I hate our pick. We fired our GM since the last pick. <laughs> no, um, a uh, little bit below average in size. Um, I-, I like my offensive lineman to be bigger than 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 that mark, but he's got good lean muscle mass and core strength. He's got former tight. He's a former tight end with above average athletic talent. Plus, he's he's got plus reactive athleticism for sudden switch from one block to the next and impressive body control to jump off the tee. Uh, won't overset and pass pro and maintains mirror nose tackles, catch those hands in their chest early in their rushes. 
He falls slightly below NFL size averages, uh, and he's forward. His forward lean into pass sets could open him up to counters. His pass protection benefited from quick game and play action attack, and he. Okay, once Todd Gurley's done, that's gone. Run blocking gets top heavy with excessive leaning, and he doesn't get much movement as a drive blocker. Also, even in uh, quick game and play action attack, often gets cement footed and causes beh- uh, tackle for loss opportunities. The New England Patriots are on the clock. Pick is in. Is it Irv Smith? Yeah. Oh. There's a sniper dot in Belichick. Hmm. No. What you got? The 32nd pick in the 2019 NFL draft, the New England Patriots select quarterback Daniel Jones out of the University of I, I can't of see. There's a mess. I, I'm, I'm doing analysis. I can't be checking your mock drafts. It's not a mock draft. It's a mock draft. That is who I also thought you were going to pick. It's, it's, a, it's a computer screen. This is ridiculous. You guys are all fired. Goodbye. All, all of you are all fired as GMs, except for whoever was the GM of the Detroit Lions. Kyle? There you go. <laughs> Good for you, Souls. 6'5", uh, 221. Uh, comparisons to Ryan Tannehill. Uh, oh. Benefited working <laughs> under a quarterback guru and David Cutcliffe at Duke. Uh, he did more with less at the skill positions. Quick worker through his progressions. Adjust pre-snap plan to blitz and explodes hot read opportunities. Outstanding accuracy on intermediate throws. Very close friends with the Belichick family as well. Courage to hang in the pocket and throw despite impeding blow. Um, he's thin in his lower body, had 12 passes batted down at the line of scrimmage last year, and he benefited from a very heavy play-action RPO scheme. Um, he waits the extra step before cutting in to cutting, cutting it loose too often and attempts to throw into impossible windows and will be the next six-time Super Bowl champ. He's going to be better than with the New Jimmy England Garoppolo. Patriots. And there it is, the getting sports with drunk. That's got to suck when like all that's coming out and they're like, yeah, we compare you to Ryan Tannehill. Just be like, oh. Well, it's com- it's <laughs> compared to like when they came out. No, I know, but even still, <laughs> there it is. The NFL mock draft, the getting sports with drunk edition. We had some trades. We had some denied trades. We had two two GMs turn down some really good trades from the New England Patriots, which. Yeah, I mean the New England Patriots would never offer that, but those were some good fucking trades. But all in all. Awesome. <laughs> He's playing the clapping sound. Oh, I can't hear it. I can't hear it. I can't do the headphones. They're obnoxious. Red Baron did a great job on the audio effects. Congratulations to you. Thank you. Thank you. One day we'll have like a, a touch screen thing. Now nah, we won't. We won't. Well, uh, we got time for some beer reviews, though. Mass. Yeah, we do. Uh, starting was Naughty Nurse. Um, I drank it kind of warm, so it was a little bit bitter. Um, I've had it before, though. Uh, good beer just to sit around and drink. I'd definitely have it again and probably give it three stars. Uh, finished off with Red Dog, um, as everybody has said. <laughs> Very easy beer to crush. Browns and folk. Definitely something that I would have again. I'd probably I'd give that three stars, three and a half. But it would Throw be, some respect on Red Dog. <laughs> it wouldn't be the beer that I start out with for the night. Why? Yeah. What? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, Souls? Mine was a fantastic beer, as always. Super duper double citra. 
That's all I gotta say about it. It's great. Deja vu. Yeah. Red Tune Baron? in next week to hear Kyle talk about Super Doubles <laughs> from Citra. Red Baron? I had the Ice Cream Man by Back East, uh, 6.4%, about $15 or so from Bloomfield, Connecticut. Uh, straw colors with a citrusy aroma and citrusy flavor as well. Very tasty. Very very rarely distributed, so buy it if you can. Can. It's a play on words. Uh, I think it's a very hyped up beer, but it lives up to every last drop and very every last cent you Even pay. Your girlfriend thought you were stupid on that one. A very poundable beer. I give it four stars. Absolutely would get again. What's that other beer you have? Oh, I'm not reviewing the peach beer. I'm just drinking it. Oh. It's awful. <laughs> you, ever notice, you ever notice that Kendall reads his beer reviews like he's reading a children's book to a kid? Like he's just like puts enthusiasm at like certain spots. Machine? Well, the, the first beer I had has been mentioned briefly. It was the Beauty Parade from Hoax Brewing here in Connecticut. I'll give you a, a quick review. I'm not putting it in the book, but they were close, but... Close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. <laughs> the uh, this was the peach milkshake IPA. Now I can I can understand why people would like it, but I hated it. <laughs> um, it was like real sweet. I don't. I didn't care for it. Um, I gave it one star. I wrote not very good. And, it tastes uh, like the agent in a phone book. <laughs> and I'm doubtful. <laughs> Doubtful to recommend. What? I had Red Dog to start and Red Dog to finish. Five stars, always worth it. Drink them. I had one other. Oh, what'd you have? I had the Starlet from City Steam also. Better than Red Dog? Uh, It is not better than Red Dog because I don't think there's anything better than Red Dog. Not even Authentic Pilsner as well? That is. Is it though? That's delicious. But is it better than Red Dog? Yeah. You can get that easier than you can get Red Dog. That's not true. Yeah, it is. <laughs> you get it at true. least three times a year. <laughs> When's the last time you had Red Dog before last week? You know? Exactly. You know, for your sake, it's probably true. What really <laughs> it's saying. true. Um, but yeah, this is a New England style IPA. Um, I thought this was very good. Solid beer. It's only at 5.5%, so it's not overly boozy. It was smooth. I gave it three stars. I would recommend it. I started with Red Dog. I finished with Red Dog. Five stars. Drink it. Woof, woof, woof. Social media. Make sure to follow us and subscribe and like and poke and prod. Yes. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at Getting Sports with Drunk. Twitter is GSWD underscore four. Make sure to use the hashtag GSWD for all your daily uses, whether it's getting down with the dog or declining awesome trades from the Patriots. Subscribe on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Where you find podcasts and radio stations, you find us. We are on the PPRN radio network every Monday night right here from 8-ish to 11-ish, give or take. Um, Check out the PPRN YouTube channel. Subscribe. A lot of good stuff going on there. Tomorrow night. I Actually, I haven't asked Kendall yet. Are you on Peter's show? <laughs> I am. Tomorrow night, catch me and Kendall on the Peter Pino show and uh, and Rebecca. Maybe she'll say more than three words this time. It might just be us three, <laughs> depending on what Hatfield's doing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, check out Peter Pino show every Tuesday and Wednesday from 7.30-ish to 10.30-ish. And uh, all the other great stuff going on at PPRN. Download the PPRN app. Yes. A quick around the horn before we sign off. Anyone? Yay, nay? I think everyone should taste it. Already did, but I got a few, so I can't hold it anymore. Uh, next week, we will be doing uh, more, some in-depth NBA and NHL playoff analysis. 
Uh, do a little bit of uh, recapping as we get a little bit further into baseball season, and we'll touch upon the submitted mock drafts. Well, they don't all have to be submitted, but those of them who have been submitted, they want to discuss them. We have a friendly competition going around um, about all that. Um, I'm going to take my private stock. I don't know if anyone has anything to say. What do you I got? Have something to say? Um, pretty soon, we, we, it's been it's been tough. You know, our director of uh, production has been busy, but Litchfield will be up. The video as yes. well as the, the the podcast itself is finished. It's it's basically completed. But we want to put everything out. WrestleMania at once. happened, so that was like that was like six weeks off. <laughs> it's true. You know, WrestleMania sometimes takes precedence, or you know, whatever it is yeah. for her. Even though she fell asleep. Yeah. No, actually, Did she you? left. Yeah, she left. I watched the thing to completion. <laughs> What? Forget her. I've never once slept through a Super Bowl, and I've always had to work the next day. Yeah. If you're not taking that day off, you're doing something wrong. I've watched Super Bowls at work. (laughs) 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 I've watched WrestleManias at work. (laughs) But anyway, until next week, I'm your host, Cupcake the Riddler. I'm uh, Sheen Washable. Souls is pissing. The Masked Massey. And I'm uh, Red Kuiper. Red Kuiper. (laughs) 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 (laugh